This podcast is rated off for realness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast. This is the Basement Booker's Podcast. And first and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time or accidentally clicking on wherever you've seen this. We're going to really try to make it worth your while here every week, day in, day out, uh, on Rich DeRiz's honor. I make no such commitment. Um, but before that, before we get on with the podcast, it's very important that all of you together with us take the time to acknowledge the tribal chief, the head of the table, the war chief, the man himself, Roman Reigns. Okay, now that you've all acknowledged the tribal chief, uh, let me welcome you officially to the final basement, final episode of the Basement Booker's podcast ever. Of 2020. In 2022. You just had to cut me off, Rich DeRiz. Yeah. As usual, <laughs> the man who loves cutting the shins out from underneath me just so I could be at his level, Rich DeRiz. Everybody. Gotta try. Uh, I gotta uh, try. The heart and soul of the Basement Booker's podcast. Um, I'm Basement Jer. Maybe some might say a letter's missing. We'll see if that's the truth come the end of this podcast. Welcome, Rich DeRiz. To the thank final you, episode of the Basement Booker's podcast of 2022. Thank you, thank you. How was your holiday weekend last week? Well, it was it was very merry. Good. Seeing as it was Christmas and all. Right. So that's good. Good food, good family. Um football on TV or something. Everything, all the things you love about Christmas. Cold weather. Mm. Coffee, um, trees decorated and shiny balls, and Star Trek ornaments. I mean, Star Wars ornaments. Mm. Maybe a Marvel ornament or two. Uh, what about you? Kind of the same, minus the uh, fun ornaments. Uh, there was a, like a, 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 a town with a train going through it, Jersey. You know, travel. What? what? Why don't they make a a Miz tiny balls ornament? That sounds like a missed opportunity. Absolute missed opportunity. Although, uh, I see Maurice with some photos of her tree, and there are some massive balls on her tree. Yeah, well, it's not like she's gonna have tiny balls on her tree. She, you know, compensation here. Right. He's got to compensate in all ways. Right. Okay. So moving on, I hope uh, the book of us, I hope all your holiday weekend was good. I hope you have a good uh, New Year's coming up. Well, let's jump into the headlines of the week. Uh, probably the biggest story this week, uh, as reported everywhere, Dragon Lee announced that he signed with WWE this week and will start in NXT. Meltzer noted that there are plans for him to be moved up to the main roster by 2024 which would trigger a clause in his contract that boosts him to a minimum of $250,000 a year, and that he is currently the second highest paid member of the NXT roster behind Apollo Crews. Um, any relation to Billy Lee and Jimmy Lee of Double Dragon? Possibly, but then that would make them related to Roosh, because he's Roosh's brother, remember? Oh, I thought he might be related to Keith Lee. No. Or Bruce or, Lee. No. 
That's or uh, Wesley. He could be. It could be. He could be related to Wesley. He's not. I saw that meme. It's not. All right. All right. Before we get to the booboo room, we do have sad news. Mike Tanay broke the news yesterday that Don West passed away at the age of 59 due to his battle with lymphoma. Um, hearts go out to the family and friends of Don West. The voice of uh, TNA in the mid-aughts or early aughts, I guess. Uh, Richard Riz's favorite commentator. Uh, it's been well-documented officially on this podcast, well-documented. Uh, Rich has never said a mean thing about Don West ever uh, right. on this it's, podcast. It's, it's all Tanae. Yeah, it's all it's all Tanae, um, who, you know, is by all accounts a very nice guy and a hero to me. He is a wrestling historian. So, like, right. I, I, I'd be interested to, to talk to Mike Tanae. I just don't want him commentating matches. That's don't mind Rich Riz. He's just doing what he wants. <laughs> and now it is time for uh, where is it? Where is the boo boo room? You're a boomer. Get well, get well soon. We want you to get well. I got that. I got you. You did. I, I am a boomer. <laughs> I'm not very good at the tech anymore. Uh, AJ Styles announced on Twitter today that he broke his ankle at a house show last night. Yeah, that he doesn't need surgery, just some time off, and that, quote, this will be the longest I've ever been out of the ring. So, AJ, never rest, never rust. Get well soon. Get back on the high-flying horse. Catch up on some Elden Ring or something. Mm. You, you got you like video game. Go do Go home and be a family man and do some gaming. There you go. And Ricochet revealed on Twitter that he needed six stitches to close a gash on the back of his head after last week's miracle on 34th Street fight with Braun Strowman versus Imperium. Are you telling me that mistletoe and holiday magic weren't enough to heal him? Nope, I guess not. This is unbelievable. I think that happened after the kiss and Braun Strowman humping spot. So you're saying it's infected? Maybe that's why the lump got so big. Mm, not a doctor right moving on from the boo boo room buff bagwell revealed on twitter that as of december 22nd which is when he posted it uh he had 117 days sober congratulations on your journey best of congratulations luck. on not destroying your life anymore mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing indeed it's hard to quit drugs it is uh, I don't know if it was uh, specifically drugs. He, I guess he didn't specify. So either way. It doesn't stuff. matter if it's alcohol or drugs. It's the same kind of thing. Unless we're talking about, I don't know, P-Hub or something. Like, mm. <laughs> what else could it be? There's two things. I mean, that that is that can be an addiction, I'm told. I wouldn't know anything about that. So... So okay. people need help for different things, and that's okay mm-hmm. as long as you ask for help. There's no shame in that. Indeed. Or you destroy need, yourself. Need help? Get help. That's all you got to do. And last bit of news, at least for now, Lexi Nair announced on Twitter that she and Big Bill are engaged. Big Bill uh, William Morrissey. Lexi Nair, heir to the Nair fortune, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yo, maybe. It's possible. It is. It is not impossible. All right. Raw was a recap show this week, so we are not going to recap a recap show. It was right? the best of times. 
It was the Raw of times. I saw a headline. Was, Cody was there, and people. I, I interrupted you, but right. I was going to say, was, yeah. No, you were going to say. I was going to say, like there was a headline saying, "Oh, Raw was the the lowest rated episode of Raw like in years." Like it was a recap show. Like yeah, once... we're sorry Cody didn't get us to watch more. <laughs> yeah, once we knew it was a recap show, you didn't watch it, right? I I started it. I was thinking maybe, oh, maybe they'll just do something where it's like kind of like a tribute to the troops deal, where it's like, wow, what what a great year. Let's go to the ring, check this match out from main event character one and main event character two. All right, back to the studio. You know what I liked about twenty twenty two? That kind of format. Mm-hmm. But when that didn't happen, I was like, well, I guess I don't have to watch because I saw all this stuff already. Right. Although I do follow one more person on Instagram now. I was really happy about that, too. I was like, wow, this is great. After having to eventually get to Rampage and SmackDown from the week before and mm-hmm. everything else, that's what a welcome respite. Less it than even, three hours. It evened out rather nicely. So, moving... Oh, we didn't talk about More SmackDown than that. last... We did talk about... We didn't talk about no, SmackDown last No, we didn't, week. dude. Do you not know? Like, we couldn't... Uh, we recorded during SmackDown, I guess? Man. It was after, I think. Uh, ah, yeah. Thir- yeah. No, it was Thursday we had to do it. Because somebody was supposedly... No, we did it early Friday before SmackDown. Because somebody had parties to go to. And then he found out that there wasn't a party anymore. And we could have done it later. We recorded around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. SmackDown didn't start until nighttime. Because we're Eastern. Right. Got it. It was 2.30 to be exact. Okay. So let's start with last week's SmackDown. Opening segment, of course... We had Heyman, we had the Bloodline, the whole thing. It's almost like you don't know how this works anymore. You don't know how this works anymore. Well, I don't know how to work that. You do that. I know, but you gotta... It's not like I could just throw it in. Like, it's not just sitting there just waiting, you know. There's a process. All right? So, this is from... So, I have to... Shut up. All right, so... If you're if you're watching here right now, this is the opening segment. Um, I got most of it. It's in Tony Vision, which is two hundred percent speed. Yep. Um, so I took the liberty of hoping to God that uh, YouTube doesn't smack me down, and uh, let's see what happens here. So this is the this is the first uh, promo. This is from Heyman. Okay, and then Sammy's going to talk. So right now in the ring, you got the bloodline there in the ring. This is for the audio listeners, because this is not only on YouTube. It's a basement bookers podcast, wherever you um, want to get it. Um, so bloodlines here and Heyman's about to lay down some stuff. Here we go. Tonight, the longest reigning tag team champions in history, the Usos. Will successfully defend their tag team championships against Hit Row. And ladies and gentlemen, that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. That's pretty easy. Next week, live from the beautiful, warm city of Tampa, Florida. The Enforcer, the Sergeant at Arms. He who imposes the Bloodline's will upon all others. Solo will take 
out, Sheamus. Period, exclamation point, end of discussion. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest televised match of 2022. When Kevin I agree. Owens and John Cena get smashed by Sami Zayn and your tribal chief, the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns. Look at Paul Heyman's defense. That's not as easy as, like, you know, the Usos beating Hit Row. You know, that's right. not, sometimes you miss, mm-hmm. you know, and when you think about it, even though we all know how powerful the tribal chief is and, you know, he truly is not really a man. He's something else. There's not, he's a, he's a category X, you know, mm. um, you know, it's not your fault, Paul. So, uh, happy belated Ramadan, uh, to, uh, Paul Heyman. Okay. Yes. So. So now Roman's talking and he's like, you guys, I'm going to smash John Cena. I want to smash him so good. He's never going to ask for another smashing. No other person has ever smashed as much as I smashed. But uh, right now, you know, Sammy, you know, he's not looking real oozy right now. He's mm-hmm. got a lot on his mind. Um, Anything to say there, Rich? Nah, I, I figured right. the video and audio will tell the story. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity. You know, just jump in whenever you want. If you need you me to stop, just, you know, signal or something. So it's it's it, it's going to the next thing. I forgot to lower the duration of it. I was like, look at him. He's so cool. Hmm. Now he's like, he's chilling. He's waiting, you know. Savvy mm-hmm. Uso. Over here, he's got the hair. You know, he's trimmed up a little bit. And really, all I've ever wanted is the same thing everybody wants. Hold on, I'm sorry. I think I missed something. All right, it should be. Right should really here. be on top of the world. It's the holidays, and really, all I've ever wanted is the same thing everybody wants. A little respect, a little respect. And after all these years, a place to belong. And after all this time, I found that. I found that with the hottest group in, in the history of WWE, the Bloodline. I found family. I found respect. They love me. They love me. They love me. This city loves me. Everywhere I go, they actually love me. Every every city we go, you guys are there. It's Sammy. Exactly. Sammy. Oh, Sammy, 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 And you would think that would put me on top of the world, but it doesn't. It doesn't because there was a black cloud hanging over my head, and it's called Kevin Owens. Because last week, what could have been, what should have been a huge week for me, was ruined by Kevin Owens. Not even by Kevin Owens, by Kevin Owens' existence. By the fact that his name has been tied to my name my entire career, and I can't get rid of him. And he wants to carry on and say, he's done with me, but he's not done with the bloodline. You don't have a problem with him, you have a problem with me. And then, of all things, you want to bring back John Cena? You want to bring back John Cena to, to try to upstage me, to upstage us, to try to steal the show? I got news for you. We are the show! Kevin, listen very closely. And John Cena, I don't know where the hell you've been, and I don't care, but I hope you're watching. We are going to destroy you. We are going to rip you apart. We are going to leave you mangled, you understand? Because you are trying to step to the bloodline, and when that happens, you get smashed. So prepare next week to do what every other WWE superstar has done, and what the city is about to do, and that is to acknowledge the tribal chief. All right, so spoiler alert. The wise man was right, as usual. Um, yes. So, yeah, I thought uh, that segment, um, It, I think it perfectly leads. It's a perfect, uh, and this is, of course, speaking uh, from the future. So, you know, having future knowledge now that it ties perfectly into the current storyline, what happened yesterday, and we'll talk about um 
when we get to that SmackDown, right? Yep. So next we have the uh, tag team championship match earned by uh, Hit Row and uh, Aura, as affectionately they are now to refer to as Hit Rope. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the dazzling uh, top dollar display that uh, affectionately has been seen on our basement bookers Facebook page. Check that video clip out. Yes. So this is where uh, the end happens for Mr. Dollar, as he's called. Kick to the mug on then uh, into the D1, 1D, one and done. And then uh, there he goes, top dollar. He's just hit his face. Mm. And he, he's got that. He's ready for his three-second tan. Uh, Jessica Carr, who was, just, you know, quiet this week, last week there, um, does the pen. And uh, look, this is exactly what was going to happen. Uh, mm. That, And I know a lot of you are thinking, yes, that is the cousin to uh, Jake Hager's hat uh, from Los Angeles. Yes. So just so you guys know. Um, in case you didn't know, uh, she likes that hat. She loves it. Uh, sources mm. nowhere near the situation tell me. Right. So, and then next we go on to the victory. This was foretold. It was destiny. It was set in stone. Mm. And then at this moment, uh, both uh, Wade Barrett and uh, Michael Cole take the time to acknowledge the official podcast of the Island of Relevancy, uh, the Basement Booker's Podcast. Uh, so make sure to follow the bookers, get all the YouTube, uh, all that stuff. Um, Michael Cole talked to me the other day, and I told him this is – thank you. All right, so next. <laughs> Just throw that in there. Mm. So here's uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. They're like, listen, we, these guys, they're, they're – we're, we're, these guys, they're circus people. You know, we're not, we're not circus folk, so they might have the advantage – in this circus match that we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really hate that we drew the short straw on this one. Why using Imperium in this? I get it, but I don't get it. Um, Ring is and sacred. Kay- and Kayla's like, yeah, basement bookers are great. All right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we move on to <laughs> everybody's response when they decided that it was Zia Lee. Um, and <laughs> so the security guard obviously shocked as we were that it wasn't someone better. Um, I mean, you know, more surprising, more like, whoa, and more like, and less like, uh, make a lot of sense, I guess. Yeah, this is like probably two steps above the revere of uh, Cole Carter under the AEW hood. Except AEW didn't have this heroic security guard, right? Providing so much. Uh, looking shocked at you. Looking shocked at Adam Pierce's tie. And now I'm introducing uh, the basement bookers extra of the however how many days it is until we find the next one award uh, to this gentleman. So hats off to you, sir. If you know him, congratulate him for us and acknowledge mm-hmm. him. And then uh, we move on uh, to what happens next. And, uh, okay, so this is the gauntlet. I've taken the liberty of uh, giving you 
of the end result of each time. So first, Zia Lee, thanks, Emma, for coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the sandwich is in the back. Knee in the chin bone. Yep, she's just got just laying it down. Then comes um, the uh, owner of the middest wizard, uh, the most mid, uh, of course, Tegan Knox. And I don't say that as an insult. I say that as a someone who knows his lane. And I'm sure she knows her lane. And yes, she's definitely more impressive than I am. Look at me. I don't take myself seriously, obviously. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, that was, to me, it was like, yeah, that was going to happen anyway. So mm. next we had, it was Ali. She runs into a bus named Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she actually put up a decent fight for someone who just beat two people. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, <laughs> it's Raquel versus Liv. And this spot happens. Damn it. Stop. I was not done. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. If you're listening on audio, you should definitely try to check out the YouTube. Um, so at this point, uh, Liv Morgan Right before she's like mid jumping her knees onto Raquel's braced arm, she's like, Sorry, Raquel. And then just does it. It's like, Oh, well, as long as you said you're sorry, I mean, that's fine. It could end my career, but I guess an apology's fine. Uh, next is the, about uh, the title, you know? There. Yeah, she turns it into, she does the Tahana bomb or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just almost a Rhea Ripley pin, but not quite. You know, she's a mm-hmm. face. This is great for her. She's excited. She did it. She's going to get a piece of Ronda Rousey. But it is at this point that I forgot about Sonya Deville. So after <laughs> beating Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville comes out. I thought Sonya Deville coming out to be like last was very smart because it's like, look, we got Ronda at home. So if you can't beat Ronda at home, you shouldn't fight Ronda, right? Yeah. So, I love I, I, I love Soldier Deville. I'm just saying that's how she's treated by these people. So, yeah. next, uh, Raquel makes it. She uh, makes it to the mountaintop by picking up. Who, uh, <laughs> by the way, listen, you got to appreciate Soldier Deville's expressions. She looks terrified. It's like this is going to be bad for me. It's going to hurt real bad. Mm-hmm. She she's hoisted up in the air, oh, like one arm. That Raquel Rodriguez is like yes. I've done it. I'm going. I'm going to finally get a piece of Ronda Rousey. And then... I sound too much like Joan Jett, so I have to make it fake, guys. So <laughs> I'm not to get struck. So Ronda Rousey's like, hey, you're really excited. You're going to fight me over on SmackDown next week. But not anymore, you're not. Because I've got someone else. you got one more match. And this upset even Wade Barrett. He's like, what is this? This is nonsense. Raquel Rodriguez, she just finished. She just beat up all these other women. This is an outrage. She was never out. This is unbelievable. It's like, wait a second. Aren't you on color? That's that's Cole's job. And your job is to be like, well, you've got to be ready for anything that comes at you. Yeah, it's a little backwards from... What were you but to... I did appreciate it because at the same time it's like, well, it's that egregious where it's going to bother the you know the guy who's usually on the side of the bad guys, mm-hmm. right? All yeah. right, so 
you know, Shayna's like, yeah, I got you. But no, somehow Raquel Rodriguez is able, after wrestling, beating two people, mm-hmm. getting a roll-up on a fresh-as-a-daisy Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. That makes Shayna Baszler look great. Uh, yeah. So, next, you know, Raquel Rodriguez, look how happy she is. Real white meat baby face, that one. Mm-hmm. Some might say at this point, the most whitest meats of baby face. But next week, that'll change. All right. So, next on the docket. Walk down here to watch you guys. Oh, Everyone in the world watching. Oh, <laughs> I had to brace myself for uh, more from the Rambling Man. Um, so, Rambling Rabbit um, comes out uh, after Raquel Rodriguez. I'm trying to move it up. Just All right. So, here we go. Uh, so, for the audio listener, it's, uh, you know, just picture in your mind. Anytime Wade uh, Wade Barrett, anytime <laughs> Bray Wyatt is on stage these days, mm-hmm. and this is what you see. So here comes what he says. Hardest things in the world for me to do is walk out here and confront you guys. You know, with everyone in the world watching me, man, this is incredibly nerve-wracking. It's wild, wild feeling, man. It's a pretty surreal feeling, man. Like, I don't think I'll ever get used to people being excited to see me. I, I don't really understand it. Sounds <laughs> like a South Park character. I guess I, guess I just I really look at myself like that, man. I, I try to present you with the realest me that I know of, but I, I, I genuinely don't know if there is a real me. I, I don't know, man. That's what reminds me of Butters. LA Knight knows me an apology, man. <laughs> Nobody listened to me, man. He didn't believe me. You didn't believe me, did you? Hey, no, no, no. Be honest. Be honest. You thought it was me for a minute at least. <laughs> nah. Yeah. But the truth is, I, I am not Uncle Howdy. I never was Uncle Howdy. When I think about whatever, uh, um, when I think about whatever Uncle Howdy's, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. And this is where it falls apart. Mm-hmm. And I'm then, sorry. uh, he's gonna attack the cameraman. They love him, guys. I don't know why. So here he goes. He put he sticks his filthy fingers. Um, you know, I, I'm told from sources not close to the situation that uh, Bray Wyatt likes to pull stink palms, but with no 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 chocolate covered pretzels, just his sweaty nasty fingers. So watch where his hands go during his promos from now on. You will never be able to unsee it. So he's got this poor fella. He even gets him to the mat. He, like, takes him down to the mat to shove his fingers down his throat there. Um, I don't know who this guy is, but um, this was later. Um, this was during the Rey Mysterio match that happens after. Because Rey Mysterio wrestles uh, Angel Garza. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Scarlet and uh, Karrion Cross. they're like, yeah, look at that. He's so cool. I can't wait to beat his ass. Um, all right. So the next thing that happens is the finish to that match. It was the uh, West Coast Pop, I believe. Whatever he did a thing. It was a slingshot DDT off the six one nine. And uh, here, uh, uh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman—they're uh, yeah. backstage. They're making plans for after the match tonight. The three of them uh, mm-hmm. go out to the Waffle House or something. So. Uh, whatever happens at the Waffle House stays at the Waffle House. Unless someone so, backstage, uh, you have Karrion Cross and Scarlet, and uh, you know Scarlet's like, "Listen, Emma, uh, no, Emma's like, how dare you disrespect a legend like Rey Mysterio? He's older than you. You, you know, you were probably in short pants when he was wrestling, and uh, I'm, I'm sick of your crap." And what's this about talking about my man like that? And then she snapped her fingers. That didn't really happen, mm-hmm. but might as well have. Yeah. So Scott's like, I didn't say he was a joke. I said he was a fool. 
And then the next uh, consequence of that, you know, you stand by your man. And uh, Emma slight, lightly touches. Well, the five fingers stay in the face. Yeah, she Rick James B-I-T-C-H'd mm-hmm. all over Lacey, uh, well, Lacey Evans. She did a problem. Mm-hmm. She, her, mm-hmm. her stuff is funny. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Emma just uh, slaps the Jesus out of uh, Scarlet there. And then uh, she wants to hit her back. But uh, Carrion Cross is like, hey, you know, you've got no idea what you've done here. You're, you're going to be real sorry. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting on that, guys. Just spoiler alert. Nothing happened next week. So. <laughs> slow burns. Yeah, I don't mind a little slow burn. So uh, out, happening. here comes the main event of the evening. Uh, I'm going to preface this by saying it was Christmas episode. It was technically a Christmas episode. Let's give them a little grace here, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so not, uh, the annual, they might as well be Miracle of 34th Street Fight or whatever they mm-hmm. call it. Uh, but before that, you know, you know, I love nothing more when the flow of the show is interrupted with this stuff, like a vignette right after some, the first team comes out. Because mm-hmm. then I'm thinking about the poor sap sitting there waiting for the match to start. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, I got to I got to type this where I could go get a beer or a pretzels or whatever and mm-hmm. get here before the match is on. So. You know, now we're going back to uh, we're going back to the dirt uh, repackaging of Lacey Evans, six hundred and seventy-seven. Uh, <laughs> she's very ha- happy. She's like, "Listen, I'm look at me run to the mud. I'm dirty. I'm a real GI Jane, but I still got makeup on. Um, got to look good for the mud people." Um, so then we got to your favorite the, spot, uh, the ballerina the spot. Proper. My favorite spot. Yeah. That's not my favorite spot. Are you There's sure? something worse that's than that. That's not what you told me. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> no, that to me was creepy. It's like, man, they trapped this poor woman in a box. That's I don't I, I don't remember her name. <laughs> she's uh she's one of the uh um generically named NXT talent that we I, don't see often. Yeah, I don't know why it is that they decided to open up presents. I guess it's like, whoa, there's like one there's a ballerina here for one of us. Maybe mm-hmm. I get something. Maybe mm-hmm. Giovanni Vinci's like, hey, man, maybe we can just hang out afterwards and also go to the Waffle House. <laughs> so then, lo and behold, uh, it, what a surprise. Two, like, I don't know how they got the money for this. With Maybe they all the budget cuts and less money to pay to Vince's mistresses. But they were able to get, like, these mechanical... Nutcrackers that look like the NXT champions, complete mm-hmm. with authentic NXT championship belts. Richter is, yeah. I mean, it was it's amazing what they can do now, it's incredible. And low, and what happens next can be the obvious thing because they're not just wooden soldiers. Richter is, they're nutcrackers. They're, that's right, that's right. Uh, of course, first Xavier Woods just. You know, was activated. Uh, I guess uh, our buddy over here, um, what's his name again? Uh, Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser. He uh, wasn't aware of how to function this thing and mm. uh, got some ding dong. Push right the wrong button. And, you know, Giovanni Vinci just watches. <laughs> Two men who believe the ring is sacred and don't like circus crap. Well, they're not near the ring. 
You know, they're out they're out of their element. Yeah. You deserve the tribal chief's disapproval, Rich Therese. Me? What I do? You you for for even like protecting this. All right. So of course, you know what happens next. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Vinci decides, ah, nothing's wrong with mine. It's gonna be fine. It's not gonna kick. Oh, where are you going, bro? I'm gonna about to <laughs> use mine. <laughs> what a ding! And then I didn't hit play. Sorry. And then, <laughs> and then comes the other ding, mm-hmm. uh, because the ring is sacred. Ding to the dong. I guess I didn't get it. Oh, I forgot to drag and drop. All right, so he got mm. kicked in the balls too. Strowman like was like. Whatever, they're helping me. Mm-hmm. And then comes the uh, the prelude to the Waffle House. Uh, so Ricochet took a bad bumpy bump, bumpy wump. Mm-hmm. And then Strowman, very close to Ricochet, back pressed up against him, got the mistletoe. He's like, get over here, kick these, kick these, give these smackaroonies. I should have thought of that earlier, but I didn't think what to do here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so that happens, and then off the shoulders of Braun Strowman comes Ricochet down upon the lifeless form of I think it was Minchie who took the uh pin, of course, and the uh most waffle houses of waffle house uh pin. Uh, Strowman adding pressure, helping Ricochet to uh put pressure onto uh Giovanni Vinci and uh. Richard Rizzo's face has everything. Think, think, think he's got some uh, nuts on his chin there. Uh, no, no, because <laughs> it's if if you look closely, uh, audio uh, video I'd listener, not. video listener, listener, listener. So Ricochet's on top of of uh, Vinci, but it's his stomach, dude. It, you see, you can see his leg. Like yeah, his, but Braun. It's like his leg. Well, Braun's definitely uh, one thrust motion from giving up the kingdom. Right. Uh, and technically, you know. Okay, so next, uh, that was the end. Um, and of course, we got the uh, little snippet of what's going to happen next week from that, which was yesterday. From now, gotcha. So let's put a pin in that. Let's uh, put do an overall. Uh, takeaway from last week's pre-recorded uh, SmackDown episode. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm just like reflecting on how carefully edited it was because I didn't see anything about like I didn't see should be where Ricochet got cut or banged his head or whatever. I didn't see any blood. Yeah, you so know, you don't some... know it's taped until they do stuff like that. Yeah. And also, until you remember stuff like that. Right. Um, all right. So what, what do you... I thought it was fine. I thought for a... You know, it's it wasn't a best of episode. And right. that's the best you can ask for, I mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. Thank you for not blatantly half-assing it. Yeah, it gives them time off uh, to do mm-hmm. stuff. You know. So. All right. What do you, what do you want to do next? NXT is the next in the WWE universe. All right. I guess that means I got to pull up the uh, reference here. So that was a fun-ish episode, I guess. Um, I thought it was fine. 
Um, so let's pause this before it goes too fast. So, sorry, I don't have my glasses on because it's too much glare, but not as much glare off of my forehead. <laughs> um, so, okay. So we get an old school promo duel, basically. So first is the Creed Brothers. And they're like, we're we're so pumped up right now. We can't get any more pumped. We're we're definitely jock varsity guys right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basic uh, basic B of jock. That's us. Mm-hmm. So this was a one on one. It wasn't a tag team match. Uh, J D McDonough, of course, the uh, would have been a serial killer if he didn't find professional wrestling uh, kind mm-hmm. of guy. Uh, Listen to his promos and fight me, all right? If you don't believe this. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, he found professional wrestling, and uh, many people were left to live happy lives. And this was one with an uh, what Rich DeRiz refers to. This is where it turned around. When um, J.D. McDutta missed uh, over off the top rope deal that we just showed there. Um, hits the ground. And uh, this allows Julius to uh, just drop him like a sack of potatoes. And after that, gets an unnecessary clothesline. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the name of the move? According to his card in Supercard, yes. It has never been called that on air, though. Because when does it, when you put that, I'm like, damn, dude, I guess you just thought he should have finished him before then. It was like, oh, okay, I guess it is the name. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the way you put it is, like, it's just unnecessary. This is... Yeah. This I mean, is I think that's garish. that's probably what's behind it. But they, you know, tell me. It's, they like, unnecessary roughness. Yeah. You know? hmm So. Well, that was unnecessary. Yeah. So, after that, we go backstage. Uh, oh, I almost skipped out on uh, my favorite tag team on NXT, Indusheer. Mm-hmm. Um, Real gentlemen. They're, like... Yeah, you got all right. I'm not saying this is what they said, but they might as well have said this. Good job winning by yourself in a singles match. Watch with you being tag team guys. Uh, we'll see how good you do in a match against an actual tag team because you're tag team guys. Stop fighting singles matches, we're not interested. Uh, uh that is not what was said, but uh, Rich, would you agree? <laughs> or am I just like a crazy person? No, that's a good summary. All right. So we go backstage, and uh, once again, uh, discount Garuch over here mm-hmm. uh, with Mackenzie. And uh, this is Tony Stacks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes! I got it! The other Tony generic Stacks, guy. Uh... Right? No, it's, it's it's not Tony. It's um Something Stacks. I got Stacks. Tatum. All right, so Stacks. Chan- Channing Stacks. Channing. Ch- I don't... What, Stacks? The guy with the vein in his neck right now from the steroids, probably. Channing uh, Stacks Lorenzo. Okay. All right. I'm not going to remember. You know why? They're going to change his name. <laughs> he needs a name change. It's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Um, they just call him Stacks. He's like, they good luck. <laughs> he's kissing the ring. He's mm-hmm. like, good luck tonight in your match. I've got your back with until the end. Uh, D'Angelo says, forget about it. Fedora jacket. All right. So <laughs> after that, uh, we move on 
to the next bit here. It's the generation of Jade herself, who I think is every, every time I see her, it looks like she's doing something different with her outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just looks meaner. Let's um, go, but she, she always has a prop with her. It's a kendo like, stick. Like, yeah, lately it's been the kendo stick. Before the kendo stick, it, it, when she was a face, was the skateboard. Wow. Two props. You're treating her like she's Carrot Top. Like she's coming out with a new thing every week. Like she's been doing this a little bit longer than that. Give her a little credit. Jeez. Yeah. Just because she's not answering your DMs. She's not going to do the Basement Booker's podcast interview. You don't know that. Sources close to the situation tells me there's a chance. All right. So Wendy choose her opponent. And uh, <sighs> before the match starts again, my favorite thing, a promo while someone's going in. So everybody's like, all right, I guess we're going to sit around. Mm-hmm. Poor Core Jade's going to what? Swing her stupid kendo stick around, get some practice mm-hmm. shots against. You know what? They should just throw someone in there with her and just have her beat them with a kendo stick just for the audience. You know? So we get um, a nothing promo from Shism. Um, I don't recall if I... No, I think I decided I'm going to waste a chance of getting smacked up the head by YouTube by getting what they said. Mm Because basically, it's going to be you know, with four branches of a tree or something. Roots. Yeah, I was close. Uh, and <laughs> they might as well be four branches of a tree, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, wait, hold on a second. I just noticed Joe Gacy's like, you're the Rock's daughter. What What are you doing here with us? You have so much more potential. You know, he looks like, <laughs> you're not seeing it. It looks like a guy with a lot of questions, all I'm saying. Yeah, I think he's more like, can't i mean you could do better than that right yeah right so like because there's four of them i don't know what the other mask the other mask have sins on them it's like mm-hmm. listen if you're gonna put like deadly sins on your masks you need seven people one's greed i don't remember the fourth wrath pride looking at their... we got to think about like what their message is it can't be sloth. Joe Gacy's testament to that. It's got to be. Wrong. <laughs> You're wrong, dude. This podcast is rated R for comedy. Listen, um, so like uh, Kevin Owens, Keith Lee, they're both as big as him, and he's as athletic as they are. He's actually in better shape than Keith Lee and Bray Wyatt, and Bray I would Wyatt. argue. Um, Can we get a Bray Wyatt match, though? No, only if you're at the Garden. Okay. So, <laughs> next we have... I, I, I lingered on this way too long. Okay. So, Wendy Chu, she wrestles the match. Damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she wins the match. I, I thought Wendy Chu would lose. And this was clean, basically. Yeah. So I think Cora Jade might be on her way to the main roster. Wow. Um, That's maybe. I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know. Lose this match and then you're in a feud with the champion. What I are just you looking think she'll down do at? something else. Are you, is there something cool on your desk? Not at all. Oh, my okay. ADD. 
All right. I, so listen, she, th- there's a hundred things for her to do. I don't know okay. what th- what she's gonna do, but I don't think she's quite ready for the main roster yet. Yeah, that's very thoughtful. All right. So next, uh, we've got <laughs> what? <laughs> so she could be doing a hundred things. I don't know what they are, but as time will tell. Time will tell. So uh, here we go. Everybody's favorite wrestler, Rich Dariz's favorite wrestler. No, nope. uh, we talk about him off here a lot of time. And uh, you might be thinking, Jerry, why are you being a jerk to uh, Ikmen Jiro? This is exactly what he said. This is a screenshot. Mm-hmm. These are captions from NXT. I didn't put this. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, "Jacket is what makes Ikemen be number one." It's time for a new jacket. And that... Uh, what? Go ahead, buddy. So, uh, I think it was one of the announcers uh, earlier, like leading up to this, I don't know which one, said that Ikemen has like 300 jackets, right? Right. So why does he care about this one? This one's why can't special. He wear one, why can't he wear any of those? Why does he have those if this one is so special and this is the only one we've ever seen him wear? All right, I've got two, I've got two things on that. Okay. One, that jacket's special. Why? Two, it's about honor. If you steal one jacket, you steal all jackets. Three, don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> Four. Who did Reggie piss off? Listen, we're not be... we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay, so then... it was Reggie that took the jacket. Yeah, but we're not in the previous week. Yeah, I know that, but he's not even like. What if they didn't watch last week? You know, every week's a new adventure. You know, maybe you should check out the basement bookers because we covered it uh, last week, right? We did. So without the jacket, he's just Jiro. Juro says, yeah, exactly what Rich says, because I forgot it's words there and not out of my head. Um, This happens sometimes when you're mentally ill. Um, So here we go. (laughs) So. So then what are you doing? Like, what do you so you're not Juro when you're in the shower or do you shower with the jacket on? Or is that when you where you lose yourself? You're allowed to finally lose yourself. In the shower, whenever you can't wear the jacket. Are you not Jiro in the pool? Are you wearing your jacket in the pool? Are you wearing your jacket to Waffle House? These are questions. So. If anyone is. Actually, I was going to say, if anyone's wondering what's going on with Waffle House, but I'm sure everyone that listens is younger than me and like is on Twitter and everything more than I am. At least I know what the Waffle House thing is about. So. Listen, all I'm saying is, if you're in on the joke, you're old enough to be in on the joke. If you're not, then good. Look, yeah. we have a wide audience, dude. All right, so sure. Jacket is what makes he, – he continues. Like, after we're done, like, shoveling mm-hmm. – oh, shit, there's more stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacket is what makes me even more me. So he's double Jiro when he's got the jacket. And it makes everyone smile. That's not true. Not me. Am I smiling right now? I'm not. You're Are not. Are you smiling when you're watching NXT? Not his segments. Right. 
and but we don't speak for everybody. Some people make some people smile. You could say that. Yeah, so some it, people call mm-hmm. Christian a legend. I've met Christian Cage. Uh, he's a nice guy. Uh, he, you know, he didn't have much to say about my dad because I don't know if he's still alive or something. But I'm pretty See, sure that's the thing. If, he, could, he couldn't get a read off of you. No, so I like, think he's like that, I don't know <laughs> if 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 I have an in here. I don't know. I'm no, going to not talk about the dad. I didn't tell you this, but that day I knew that my dad was still alive because Christian Cage didn't tell me he wasn't. Well, I mean, Even I think he that, doesn't that know because you don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think his power is beyond that. And so far, we don't have any evidence on the contrary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, we just know. Like, I wonder if he just knew that he had to work with, with uh, Jungle Boy from for a long time. Mm. Um, so back to NXT. Uh, we got uh, Brooks and Jensen. Yep. Bro- and, no, Brooks, uh, Jensen, and Josh Fallon- Briggs. Yeah, Fallon Henley. Yes. Yes. All right. And she's stretching out. And uh, he Brooks is like, wow, you've got this. She's totally got this, right? Briggs. And and, and then the guy. Brooks. He's, he's got a bro. I know his name. I'm just saying okay. the other guy. But you, you can go ahead and correct me. We all know you're better at me than this. So. Rich DeRiz, who's master of names, already said the name. So, and I put up a little meme here. Hmm. When I say you're on her side, and she asks, "Who is her?" Mm-hmm. And he's just like a deer in headlights. You know what he means? He means Kiana James. Because yeah, the reason, person that he, gave him that shirt. Yeah, she got his exact size and everything. Mm-hmm. So we got to finish to uh, Jacket Man. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got Jacket Man, and uh, as Rich has signaled to us physically, because you can't see him, his scripts uh, showing mm-hmm. off that he can write in cursive. I can sign my name. Uh, so here he comes off the top rope, right on to poor Jacketless time. Which he, wait a minute, he doesn't wrestle with the jacket on, does he? Always. Oh, wait, Scripps, Scripps did not wrestle with the jacket, but Ikamajiro, when he has his jacket, always wrestles with the jacket on. I feel like that was a missed opportunity and a missed psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. Scripps should have been wearing the jacket. He should have wrestled in the jacket mm-hmm. and then beat him with his jacket on. And then uh, he just, just comes down onto uh, Ikamajiro, junk first, of course. Beating him with his jacket off. That's right. Um, we don't know, we don't know what would have happened had he had the jacket on. Right. Um, there's the cover there. Referee's eager to count. He just wants to go home. Mm -hmm. Um, and Scripps was nice enough to, uh, leave Ikamanjiro with his git. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is the only jacket he has with his face on it. So why does he have 299 other jackets? Do they have his face on it? I don't know. He hasn't shown us any others. I think that whole jacket count is made up. So sounds like misinformation to me. Um. So next. So, damn it. Sorry. So, uh, 
another promo with uh, Oro Mensa. Who... At the club, somehow not seeing Caden Carter in time and chance. Or, uh, we don't know. We didn't get footage of that. So, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, instead of getting a new gimmick, well, I figured he'd be like a real smart like member of Mensa or something. No. We have, for what all intents and purposes may be, the single most creative character in the history of wrestling, another dance guy. Congratulations to us. Right. We've really gone a long way since No Way Jose. All right. So he's more of a club guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe what I said, he is down to clown. But who's not down to clown is Alba Fire. Alba Fire. She cuts a scathing promo. Some might say fiery promo on uh, everybody's favorite witch, Isla Dawn. My favorite witch. She's going to take her bat. She's going to hit her in the head. She's tired of her games. She's crazy. She's got the best outfits. Um, She's still... We Is there another bat? Is there a bat fight? Who knows? Uh, the next we had a match with Lyra Valkyria. There's too many Norse-themed women on WWE television right now. The max of two. We have That's Valhalla mm-hmm. and Valkyria. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think three should be the round out. Uh, she can make it rain. Apparently. Uh, it's, it's storming in there. Uh, well, it remains to be seen. Oh, she's able to make dollars rain. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's still NXT. Uh, it's not the big time yet. Right. So she goes and Gash Legends, everybody's favorite. Richard Riz was telling me the other day. Nope. Uh, and she wins the entire, the Valkyria off the top rope, gets that pin, and everybody goes home happy from that match. Next, uh, Toxic Attraction doing revisionist history. Uh, Betty Rose never existed. They didn't like, revise any history. They just didn't mention her because they're moving on without her. That was the point of this promo, and I appreciated it. The fact that they don't acknowledge the gaping hole in the unit is uh, not cool to me. What are they going to do? They, you got to acknowledge it. It's so dumb to act like something didn't happen when it did. Like, you could mention that you're leaderless. Like, it should be storyline. You should include it in the story. You should have a narrative to me. I Like, we're all old enough and smart enough. We're, is Vince is not in charge anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I guess we can disagree. We could always disagree. That's the way it is. But I just don't think... Oh, we can't? Is... No, we can't. This is... What do you think this is? Some kind of <laughs> echo chamber? What? 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 Huh? Huh? No, because everybody was wedding LA night. It was just last night I'm referencing to. I know. I was You couldn't just briefly. keep going with me? I hate you. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like, listen, we, 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 we're the baddest bees on the block now. We're going to get getting excited. We're going to get those belts back. And we cut to Braun Breaker, who's just watching that on television. Uh, mm-hmm. He's very excited right now. Um, no core to be found, so he's not in trouble. She doesn't watch mm-hmm. replays of NXT. Right. He's like, I can't believe that jerk 
Grayson Waller did what he did. And it's no surprise that he's off, ran away in Australia somewhere. It's almost like I've seen the next few minutes of NXT, but here we are. And yeah. I knew he was evil. I'm going to break him off. So after that, immediately after, um, Grayson Wall ran off to Australia. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's, he's in an undisclosed location. Uh, he's talking about how great, uh, was it Mern or Sydney? One of those is just Sydney. the best. Yeah, the other one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, I'm brave. I wear shirts. Then came schism, schism, bajism, face masks. They're all excited. All right, there's four of them. But what's with the peace signs? It's all very confusing. All right. It does, it, like, it, it doesn't seem to tie together. I feel like the peace sign is a throwback to J- Joe Gacy's initial gimmick of Two you know of peace and love yeah uh no just peace just you know it was all about peace love and inclusivity and it changed but they're still doing the peace sign and doesn't exactly make sense all right so during this match uh by the way this is it's those guys versus odyssey jones it's um Give me a second here. Uh, there we go. It's enough. Is it pronounced enough like you're enough? Idris Enofe. Oh, it's <laughs> it's so it's almost like enough. If you read it, it's mm-hmm. uh, E N O F E. So Enofe, Blade, and OJ. Mm-hmm. Um, not OJ Simpson. He's not a wrestler. Correct. Uh, with the upside down. Uh, I actually have that. So, mm-hmm. before, and, and all among this, uh, The Rock's Kid, a.k.a. The Pebble, as Rich thinks he's the most original person to use that. Uh, I am. As, and uh, she's like, Booker T, nonsense, branches of a tree, etc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Booker T immediately after is like, she didn't say that. Tell me she didn't say that. And Kevin and the other guy's like, I don't know what, I don't know mm. what she said, dude. Just let's just keep mm-hmm. moving. She's she's obviously unstable. Um. So then Gacy, you know, hits him with the upside down, which is not a bad move. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it does some damage. There are some terrible moves, and uh, that's not one of them. So backstage, Trick and Mellow, uh, you know. Don't even worry about Apollo Crews. At New Year's Evil, he's going to have a bad time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Helen Henley, I think she drops down to the ground. This, I, I, she, and it's almost like she fell into her, like, Kiana James's um, knee or ankles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought so, kinda... when, they, when they do a drop down, right? Yeah. The point of it is to get your opponent to trip. It like until like the past three or four months, it simply has never worked on WWE TV. It's like, oh, okay, drop down, leapfrog, this, that, the other. It's time like, to flip the genre on its head. Right. Now they're like, okay, well, the point of the dropping down is to get your opponent to trip. 
maybe every now and then it should work so people know what the fuck you're trying to do. Sorry to curse, but, you know, that's what it is. And it's working. Don't, don't forget it worked to here. add to the swear jar, Rich DeRiz. Yeah, that's, there you go. So it worked, and we see Keanu James actually injured her ankle or something. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. right. All right, so she's selling... Fallon mm-hmm. Henley, she's going to capitalize, and then she just creams her right in the face. Mm-hmm. Just creams her. And then mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Don West. All right, the second so. shiniest wizard. And then there we go. The pin. Um, they keep the bar. They keep the bar. Everybody's happy. Uh, Rich was happy. He didn't want that bar to go under new ownership. Uh, he's experienced firsthand uh, the roughness of losing a bar. He doesn't want that to happen to anybody else. You don't even know. Um, it's not even about the drinks. It's about the hangout. All right. That's right. So here comes Roxanne Perez. It was my dream, et cetera. Champion. Like, I still can't even believe it. Like, she can't. You know, she's just going back to when she was a little girl. And she never could leave. No, she did. She probably had like a toy championship. Uh, she, she's been a fighter her whole life. Uh, all five minutes. I'm old. I'm dying slowly. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. next. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, uh, Isla Dawn. Uh, I thought this was a great shot of her. Looking very witchy woman. Um, mm-hmm. She's She's scary. You know, don't forget she will blow... Red pixie stick into your eyes. Uh, immediately after that, we have the Drew Gulak. Before, before you move on, I, I just want to say regarding Isla Dawn's presentation, like the the whole the witch thing, I really love their presentation of Isla Dawn in this uh, with this character because the witch presentation could be really hokey. They're not doing it hokey. They're making sure that she's seen as a credible threat and that, you know, maybe she doesn't have powers, but you know, this mist will do this, 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 this powder will do that. There's a little bit of explanation to it. So she's, she's committing biological atrocities, Rich to She's got to be stopped. And now is going to be the one to do it. I, I'm here for it. And listen, I like how once again, as, has often happened in uh, relatively, I won't say major feuds, but like long-term feuds, we're each on opposite sides. I, I, know, you, dog, I, yeah. I know you like you some Kaylee Ray, the Alba Fire. I am uh, Team Isla Dawn. I, I'm just going by the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at this point, like, the good guy's got to win, right? I mean, not in this situation, I think. But I wanted to say is Isla Dot is what you get when you do the Alexa Bliss thing well. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's better. And unfortunately, hopefully what she could make that transition to the main roster and keep her intact. Mm-hmm. But hopefully the fact that Alexa made that kind of thing, which is two different things, but still like spooky chick kind of like, you know, well, maybe Alexa with the bar, so hopefully she could raise it. Isla Dawn can, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Um, 
So uh, Drew Gulak is teaching his prized student, um, the Steve Wilkos of NXT. Uh, for our younger audience, there was a long time ago a TV show called The Jerry Springer Show. And Jerry Springer, you know, they would get into fights to guests over baby daddy or whatever. And uh, they had a popular security guard. His name was Steve. Mm -hmm. And Steve got so popular throughout the years that he was able, and I couldn't believe it, because one day I was just browsing TV. I think I was sick out of work. And I'm like, is that the guy from Jerry Springer? He got his own TV show, the Steve Wilkos show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just remember, believe in yourself. Hey, so, listen, still still more legit than Wendy Williams. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know the difference. So we got um fella over here, Drew Gulak teaching Steve Wilkos of NXT, uh, the security guard guy, I forgot his name. Uh Hank Walker. Hank Wanker. And uh Hank Walker, uh, he's you know, it's supposed to be an exhibition. So he's mm-hmm. got this first gentleman in a chicken wing. Um mm-hmm. And Gulak made sure to mention, as soon as he taps, I let go. You hold on to that. Gradually, as he goes, after he takes down a wrestling guy, it takes a little bit longer for him to let go after the tap. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the final guy. Uh, Hank had to break it because he's like, wait a second. This this is after the second guy. Hank's like, hey, this is uh, it's a little dark side here, bro. Like, you got to take it easy. What's going on? Maybe it's an accident. Maybe you tripped up. Maybe, you know, what? Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, what do you mean by that? And then, you, see, he's got it really cinched in. Now he's like, it's an exhibition, remember? Come on, mm-hmm. man. And then comes uh, what I think is going to be the future, uh, a very a contender, uh, most prestigious title uh, next to the basement championship, the uh, world television basement championship which anyone can compete for mm-hmm. on any show at any given time should we fancy it um it is at our discretion he's like well you're over here with these jabronis what about me sunshine i'm gonna show you i'm gonna actually embarrass your student instead but he called then, him flower called a flower yeah he called him flower it was great I can't wait till he starts leaning into like creme brulee people. Um, <laughs> except for like, if it's him, it's very threatening and a very real danger. Man in the mask. Like, yeah. Like at what Regal's doing, it's playful. Mm-hmm. But this guy, it's like, I'm going to wind up on an episode of special victims. This man is very scary. He might hide and wa- someone. I don't want to be in the ring with this guy is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so basically, he's gonna stretch his muffler, is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so here he is, uh, the poorest imitation of an Italian man, uh, everybody's favorite guy, discount, discount dollar store garuch, uh, mm-hmm. Tony D's nuts. Yeah, and uh, he's ready to face off against Wesley, uh, for the North American Championship. The title's on the line. And at, and this is in purple for Rich Deriz. So I guess this using for you what yet another is. abduction in NXT. Like, can yeah. can the authorities watch what's happening, please? I kind of find it kind of great because if you think about 
Tony D'Angelo, his character is supposed to be like a Don, so basically like a criminal, like a criminal. Dijak's mm. character reminds me of like a vice cop, who's mm. like he's taking the law to his own hands. He's, mm-hmm. he's he's tired of Tony D getting away with everything. He's too close to this. He's mm-hmm. on the edge. Yep. The chief gave him the speech. The chief's like, Dijak, you're too close to this. Mm-hmm. I want your gun and your badge. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he takes his gun and his badge and he slams it down on his desk. And he's like, and he just walks out. He's like, maybe I'm off the force. I don't give a damn because I lost everything. He's that kind Learned of guy. The law. All right, he's not Judge Dredd. All right, listen. All right, so right, but the line works. This this allows a distraction mm-hmm. uh, for Wesley to uh, take advantage to capitalize as if there was any danger of Tony D's nuts becoming the North American Championship. Outside of a multiple man situation, I don't believe this is the case. I might right. be alone. He might be the greatest of all time, but my opinion, mm. and nobody asked for it. All right, so. <laughs> So Wesley wins, and that was the main event uh, for NXT. So, Dijak needs to be careful. You know, you, you let get a lot of people could be released if they find out that you're you're bust or BS, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, I really love that gimmick now, just because mm. of this. Because I added so much more to it. Mm. It's like I wonder what Tony D did. What's what's? There's got to be something here. What's going on? Mm. That is just gonna let me down. It's just nothing. Just doesn't like the guy. Yeah. You represent the crux of society. I'm here to clean up these streets. Mm-hmm. That was NXT. Um. So are we do get to just keep mainlining E and then go to AE or uh, all e. right? That's the head nod. Richard is. I'm gonna ask in the future that you get more lighting. Um, it's like the dark side of the force on your side of the room here. I keep saying I'm gonna move my very lamp. Shiny. I haven't had a chance to yet. It's like um, it's over there and it should be there. It's all right, Rich Riz. You know why? Because the Basement Bookers podcast thrives to improve every week for the beautiful people. And you, I want to take this time. You yes. got enough light for both of us. Not really. Um when you when you're editing, it's it's annoying. But don't worry about it. I want to take this time to thank everybody of the Basement Bookers podcast for continuing to listen to us. Uh, we're going to keep on rocking into, I guess, uh, Friday Night Smackdown, the recent. Yeah. Um, so to, that to me was my favorite episode of TV for the week. Probably, uh, yeah, for the week, I, I would say. Um, I'm going to just get I didn't, in there. I didn't pick, but eh. Excellent. Um, riveting. So. We have the Basement Booker's podcast here. Um, this The door, everybody. The door is here. Uh, the door that signifies the Linkin Park warm-up band uh, mm. is ready. Um, I, every, time it, every time it comes on, I'm like, all right, this is what plays before the band starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're at the show. It's uh, Code Orange or something, right? Same, yeah, part, same band that did... Uh, uh... No man is ever truly good. Whatever. That's yeah. Called. Uh, the Alistair Bleak. Um, yeah. so here comes Bray. I think I have for you guys what he's going to say about what happened last week. Uh, here it is. Never mind. So, <laughs> mm. psych. So, 
Bray Wyatt's like, I tried to tell you guys, boy, what I'm so happy and, you know, you guys, and I can't believe it, all the love, et cetera. Basically, what happened last week, what he said, it's the same thing. Yep. I'm, I'm sorry to the guy that I almost killed with my fingers. I promise not to stink palm again, at least mm-hmm. until next time. And then L.A. Knight's like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Like, and the audience is like, what? And he's like, huh? And I'm like, what? He's like, huh? Then I'm like, text the bridge. I'm like, hey, that's that's the appropriate response. I think that's what mm-hmm. you should just do. Mm-hmm. And um, shut up, dummies. I'm talking. Yeah. Basically, you remember that better than I do. So at that point, here comes Boy Howdy, as uh, L.A. Knight likes to refer to him. Did you uh, say Bo Howdy? Boy Howdy. Boy I I was, Howdy. I was... Oh, you were trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I believe. Bo Howdy. And uh, mm-hmm. Bo Howdy. Um, I have to correct myself. Bo Howdy's here. He's like, yeah, I like you. You're my brother. And LA Knight's like, oh, man, he's, these two guys are on the same side. They're standing on the same side of the ring. Obviously, I'm outnumbered here. I thought I was the heel. And then, uh, to no one's surprise, boy, howdy. You can't really tell if you're watching. I'm sorry. It's not me. It's them. Uh, Sorry about that. A little preview from later. Boy, howdy's got the sister Abigail, and he hits a smoothly crisp sister Abigail on Bray Wyatt and just bounces. Mm -hmm. Um, And L.A. Knight's like, what? This is confusing. And uh, next, we have the World Television Basement Booker's Champion, Sami Zayn himself. Um, this, of course, taken after he found out the news that he was still the World Television Basement Booker's Champion. He's extra happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anything to say on that, buddy? I thought it was interesting. There's obvious, like, okay, I mean, of, of course, but I like... Water is that, wet. <laughs> right. I like that there is... And alluded to, but not overtly discussed, backstory of, well, maybe Roman might not want to see you. So, Heyman, you go out there and stall him. Right. That's coming up next in the uh, sequence here. Um, He's super stoked. He's going to run. He runs into Paul Heyman, you know, of course, switching Paul Heyman. You know, Heyman says to uh, Sammy Zayn, he's like, hey, how's happy Hanukkah? Mm-hmm. To which Sammy Zayn's like, yeah, happy Ramadan. Yeah. If you don't know, now you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, he's like, yeah, I'm ready to see the tribal chief. And Heyman's like, you know, maybe you should. Um, the optics of that whole Sammy chant thing is kind of weird, bro. Like mm-hmm. the optics, you know, like Rich DeRiz had said earlier, mm-hmm. you, you got to, you know, just. Let's just chill when you come in. So next we have the world's whitest man, uh, Seamus. Hey, that light uh, is not aimed at him. That light is emanating from him. It, yeah. Thank you, Rich. Uh, if you're oh. not watching, you're not seeing uh, what's happened. And it's true. Uh, you won't. Anytime you watch SmackDown, I know it could be really like daunting, but it is off of him. Mm-hmm. It's not on. It's, it's very true. I've seen it. It's incredible. All right, so then he comes out, and he's going to face the street champion. Mm-hmm. Solo uh, Sokoa. I love how uh, Samantha Irvin says his name. It's great. Solo. Samantha Irvin could do no wrong. 
Let's just Correct. mention when she, you, you could just say what she does not. Like, if she's, the only time we, we should really do is like, she did this one wrong. It's never going to happen. Right. It's never going to happen. It could mm-hmm. be anyone. So She even had a, a unique um, announce for Cena. Yeah. It, 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 there's a level to, I don't know who's helping her, who's training her, or what, but she's great. Mm-hmm. So here we got Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa to me is like, um, if you read comic books and stuff, like they had Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, that's what like DC Comics, they'll like reboot the universe and like the heroes will come back. They'll be like different, like mm-hmm. a different version of them on like Marvel after Secret Wars. Like they did a whole like redo and it's like the ultimate universe and stuff. And it's like they have different versions of characters. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate universe of uh, Umaga, basically. Is what solo mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it's like a way. Like at least in this situation, it's it's not. I'm not saying he's better. I'm just saying he does the previous character justice. Like he's his own guy. I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's like a bootleg or anything like that. I'm not saying anything disrespectful like that because I'm afraid of him. But the street champion, uh, he it's a little bit better because there's more to him. You know, you he's think, not just yes. Do you think when Solo's on screen and like. Manu and his family are watching from from home. They look at Manu and they're like, "This is what you should have been." Um, I don't know. You know, I I'd like to think that he's his own man. Certainly, you know, may, we don't know what Manu's been up to. He's probably mm-hmm. really happy, you know. And if he wants to be on the Basement Bookers podcast, you know, that'd be great too. Basementbookers at gmail dot com. Yeah, Rich only needs five minutes. Just ask him. He'll tell you. So next. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you miss a lot if you don't YouTube, guys. So at a banger of a match, um, you got to appreciate the fact that, like, I don't remember it was Cole or Wade Barrett's like, you know, I wonder if uh, Ted beats the Ballard could be a submission move. And Wade Barrett's like, well, it's outside the ropes, so no. No, uh, I said that. Oh, did Barrett you say didn't that? say that. Barrett said, Barrett wonders when someone will realize they could tap out. And I said, that's why it's in red. It wouldn't count because they're on the outside. Oh, well. You I know, know I, I could have typed that up better, but. Yeah, because you know, I have a bad memory and I watched it yesterday. So... You have a bad memory? What'd you just say? What? What'd you just Is say? The podcast ready yet? Are we going to start? Oh. <laughs> no, it's, we're live. All right, so. We're live, pal. Solo Sokoa, some, he's about to cream uh, Sheamus with the uh, Samoan spike. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does. He's uh, just doing what he wants. He's just doing what he wants. Uh, I got to say the Samoan spike sucks. As in, I don't want it to happen to me. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like. I don't like it. I don't like the idea of it because it's very painful to me. Because <laughs> that could like, happen. Seems like it would hurt. Um, just ask Riddle about it. Mm-hmm. It's the damn it. I went back. Sorry, guys. Uh, so I, he gets the W, and uh, Solo Sokoa fits Sheamus for a uh, steel necktie. Should we call that a Samoan necktie? Yes, uh, for a Samoan necktie, and. Uh, before he's about to get back that thing up, 
Here comes Drew McIntyre, who's back. <laughs> Reunite the Mad Lads. Um, mm-hmm. at it's at this point where it goes back to Solo. Um, and he, as he, Drew slowly walks towards the ring, Solo does I'm not just, execute his plan. I'm just wondering. I'm like, dude, you're so fast. By the time Drew gets there, mm-hmm. you could do it. You could just whack yep. him. What are you doing this out of a sense of decency? Oh, well, I got to give this guy a chance to stop me from doing something horrible. I thought about it, and I really don't want to have this man's career ended. I don't want that on my conscience. Like, mm-hmm. All right, dude, whatever. Um, That, to me, that's red. I didn't like that. I, I never liked that. You could have just had him come from out of nowhere and stop him. Yeah. Maybe you do, like, very easy. How about this? How about instead... even. Well, I guess you had to remove one of the Usos from the ring because one of them was in there with him. Mm-hmm. So just have Drew, like the the camera's on Solo, and instead of Solo getting to Sheamus, he could have got the Claymore. He yeah. could have Claymored him. And mm-hmm. Claymored him to where he rolls out of the ring. So he could have done that, but instead he's like, well, music came on. I guess I better stop this assault. I was yeah. so keen on performing. Mm-hmm. Drew makes the save. and. Uh, the Mad Lads reunite. It's going to be the ones and these guys again probably next week. Uh, we get a... Oh, did you have anything to say on that segment? I'm sorry. No. If I'm going too fast, you want me to slow down? Let me know. I'm good. Don't, like, don't mind me. I'm, I'm just a little congested, so I have to I'm congested, out of my too. Mouth I don't know if you hear me like... Um, Slightly. Not really. I can't right. tell. It's just good. But, um, yeah, so sometimes I breathe out of my mouth just for like to to get more air without the sound coming on, yeah. on the podcast. All right, so, so sorry, I have to make sure I my phone's on cuz seamless is supposed to text eventually I don't want to miss it. Nice. All right, so this is a flashback from last week. Rhonda, you know, she's like you 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 know, you, you won all these matches, but I got one more for you. Um mm-hmm. I thought that was this leads into the Rich's favorite segment. Uh, yeah, I, I always have to do this because it's like, look, she's very proud of that, and I think it should be highlighted on this program. Um, it's still she's still bandaged up. The arm's still bandaged up. She's not one hundred percent recovered. I think the announcers should put over how muscular her back is because I feel like the ge- like the general audience that that might the audience that doesn't know about working out and how difficult it is to get like ripped back muscles like that. Like they don't know what the hell she's doing. You know, the problem with that for me is I get the gimmick, but you have Rhea Ripley Mm -hmm. and Bianca Belair. Yeah. And there I say she goes third. And this is not like one of those like misogynist, like tearless type things. It's like when I say I mean, like, I'll 1.1, 1.2, and 1.3. Yeah. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's always, I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. It, not everybody's, not not all men are created equal. And I ain't normal. Well, they say all men are created equal, but I ain't normal. <laughs> um, or women. So, mm-hmm. Raquel Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda. You know, she's an intimidating presence. 
Um, however, let's not forget that yesterday was the anniversary of uh, her no longer become no longer being the baddest woman on the planet. That's when right. You just beat the brakes off of her. You can check that out on the Basement Booker's podcast. That being said, not neither one of us stands a chance in the cage. Correct. Uh, across from her. Ronda, you know, yeah, she she she'd knock me out in a second, or she'd. They say you have a a puncher's chance, but we don't. I so. don't. <laughs> <laughs> you have a better chance than I do with the with the uh, VR boxing you've been doing. Thank you. Uh, my cardio is good, so I can run for a while. But she will catch me, and I will die tired. He won't. He so. won't. He won't kill me for telling you this. But Bookiverse, he's been like doing VR boxing. Minimum an hour each session straight. That's insane. It sounds like a game, guys, but like the sweat is ridiculous. I don't want to talk about it. I feel disgusting right now. <laughs> just thinking about like my poor rift. Mm. Like I, I can't play any regular games. I can't like enjoy it because it's drenched in so much sweat that I can't. Like once I do that, once I hit the showers, that's a wrap for the rift. Guess mm. I'm not playing any games. Um, so you should do the game before you do the boxing. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that because, like, yeah, I I have Fallout Four VR, mm. and I made a character because I'm like, how do I work out doing this game? Mm. And most, it's like it's an FPS adventure, like you can shoot, but I decide to go all melee, so I went all strength, so I'm mm. just like attacking people with a pipe, <laughs> like nice. I, it's actually a tire iron. Uh huh. I named my character Nobody Special. And he mm. has a tire iron, and that's all I use. And it's annoying sometimes because I can't reach, like, turrets. So, mm. luckily, they're close enough where I can jump and hit mm. them. I'm swinging my tire iron. It's, cool. it's so much fun. So, because I'm using my arms and stuff, it's a little bit, and you're standing. Uh, fitness is important, especially nowadays with the uh, CV-19. You know, exercise will help you survive that. Yep. Um, and vitamin D. A lot of sunlight. Um, where was I? Uh, after uh, patting myself on the back after Richard Riz was trying to be nice to me, we're um, we're we're working <laughs> up towards the worst segment of the week. Hold on a second, Richard Riz, we're about to disagree. All right, so look at your face. You're like, what? How dare you? All right, so at one point, Raquel Rodriguez is carrying Ronda Rousey like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Posts her on a turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought. For a second, Raquel Rodriguez has a chance, and this is where it went really bad for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got Ronda Rousey. She's trying to try. It looks like maybe like an avalanche uh, Tahana bomb or whatever. Maybe I don't remember what it looks like. It's like or a, maybe like an avalanche Samoan drop. This is and, really what it turns into. And now Ronda Rousey, she's gonna turn that into a reversal. She's gonna get that arm of hers. She's gonna cinch it in off the top rope. They're going to come off the top rope, and then she's going to lock it in. And almost immediately, mm-hmm. Rodriguez taps, which is show she's in so much pain. It's been worked on the whole time. It's Ronda Rousey. Yeah. This match was very good. The, right. the story told, it all was logical. It all made sense. Though The only gripe I have about this match was uh, what I highlighted in red there. Um when Shayna put Ronda's foot under the rope, like it took her a minute to get there. First of all, second of all, the ref was like, "Did did you grab a foot?" Meanwhile, he saw Ronda's foot in her hand. Don't yeah, I should have got did. that. Yeah, 
that but was you know a bad what? spot. I think that it timing was. was off. It was a little more time in the editing bay if it was not live, but it was. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Whatever. Like like the the bulk of the match, the match itself, the in ring product was very good. Uh, by the way, shout out to Shayna Baszler, fan of the show. Uh, she got up and she got her Basement Booker's podcast signed, uh, letting everybody know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Basement Booker's podcast, yep. YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. Um, they know we're on the come up. Let's go. And then, you know, she's like, you did it. You're the champion. And Ronda's like, what the heck is even this? And So this is, this is what I'm going to say right here, right? Because we, we all know who's we about to come show out. her? Okay, yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go all right, so. Let's do that first. Ronda Rousey, by the way, just in case you guys didn't catch it, not everybody gets to catch it. You know, you're here with us. Thank you for watching the Basement Booker's podcast. Really appreciate you. Or um, Yep. And Ronda was mouthing. Uh, she's like, what is this? Or something like that. It's like, what kind of S is this? It, 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 it was almost like I could see what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And here it comes. The one, the only, the return of uh, Charlotte Flair. Woo. Uh, well, you know what, Rich? Uh, you have a lot that you want to say about this. I'm just going to give you the floor on this one. Like, really, all I want to say is I wasn't expecting Charlotte to come back tonight. One right? second. Go ahead. I just want you to know I have... I have stuff from the finish and stuff like that, so you don't have to jump too far ahead. Let me yeah, know. Play I'll just play. Play it. Let her run. You want to just do it that way and then yeah. do it? Let All her right. run. Let Flair. She comes out. Uh, I don't know about the outfit yet. I think it's too busy um, at the top especially. I'm okay uh, with the bottom. Bright lights. Uh, it almost looks like Sheamus has come out, but no, guys. It's not Sheamus. Uh, he's merely assisting. So... Right. Uh, Rhonda's like, oh, you wait still. You wait. Thank you. you you're missing <laughs> out, guys. Uh, so Rhonda, she's like, oh, you you good? Let me guess. You want your little arm to heal? You want a rematch? And then Shayna Bates is like, yeah, you idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then uh, Charlotte Flair is like, not anymore. I don't. I want it tonight. And. Ronda's like, are you kidding me right now with this? And and then Shayna, who's being a really great friend here, she's like, you know, it takes me back to when uh, Shayna Baszler was like talking to Ronda about attacking people. It's like, that's not how it works around here. To which mm-hmm. right now she's saying, Ronda. You're the bad guy. That's not how it works around here. You don't have to take the match. You just wrestle the match. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So then Charlotte's, you know, what are you going to Let's go. And then Rhonda's like, let me think about this. You know, you've made a lot of points here, Shayna. I'm a heel. I don't have to do this. I don't like these people. Why am I going to give them a show? But instead... All ego Ronda Rousey manifests herself. The mm-hmm. same all ego Ronda Rousey that got the brakes beat off her by Amanda Nunez at that UFC event, the anniversary being yesterday. Yeah, the belt is on the ground and now it's on the line. And Shayna Baszler has to be thinking, of, "What is she even doing? Why?" So Shayna, with her back turned, as soon as the bell rings. 
out the gate, Charlotte Flair just creams Ronda Rousey in the mouth. Boot to the chin. Right. It's that leggy boot to the chin that she's known for. And uh, she goes for a cover. doesn't happen. Shayna's like, oh, man, I got to get on the apron. And then, pat! Charlotte Flair creams Shayna Baszler right in the face with another Mm -hmm. boot. Uh, Which, if she she messed that up, she could have got really hurt. Uh, Charlotte could have. Flair's pumped up. She's like, you know what? I'm going to spear her. Let me spear her real quick. She spears her! Uh, And then here comes the arm bar uh, that Ronda tries to get in. Um, Luckily, Charlotte was nice enough to... uh, I I didn't want to run. Ronda was nice enough to uh, be showed by Charlotte where to do it because that's the one arm that's actually got the sleeve. You know, Mm -hmm. in case we forgot. And then dirtiest player in the game comes out of uh, Charlotte, just like her dad. She gets uh, Ronda in the tights, but notice... She's got her by the under tights. You know, it's not mm. just the regular tights. She's got her at the panty line, basically. Mm. Um, gets the pin. One, two, three. Uh, Charlotte Flair is your champion. And this woman is so happy. She's so delighted. Tears. Tears coming out of her face. This kid's like, this is great. Wow. And this chick's like, I love the old snap gingerbread shirt from this fan here. And appreciate his color coordination. He's got the green band on the hat there. Mm. Uh, very crisp. Very good drip. All right. Um, holiday drip, if you will. Uh, and if, in case you were wondering, yes, Charlotte Flair did headbutt that child. I'm, I'm kidding. She's hugging kids. If it's not obvious enough to you, Charlotte Flair is white meat babyface right now. That definitely cheated. To win the match. But whatever. She's the good guy. She's hugging kids. She's kissing babies. Uh, I left it at here. I wanted you to do your little spot here, Rich Doris. I think this is an appropriate spot for it. Uh, to also add more fuel uh, to your fire. Just to... Uh... Yeah. Two things here. First off. While Charlotte's return last night was a surprise... As soon as I heard her say she's challenging Ronda for the belt tonight, I'm like, oh, God damn it. She's going to take the belt. I knew it. I knew it. Like, I'm not like this isn't a hindsight thing. Like, I wish I would have tweeted it, but I was just I was just sitting there. I'm like, why are they doing this? Second, and this ties in. Okay, this this is why I'm reacting the way I am to this. Charlotte, even now, even after the time off. She's still in a state of a little bit of overexposure to the WWE audience. A little bit. Yeah, I know about all the time off. Trust me. Was it too much? Was it enough? I don't think it was I don't think it was quite enough. To me, I'll say her heel run in particular, right? Her heel run in particular was much like John Cena's super lengthy face run. To where the fans just got tired of it. Like, this is not what we want. Charlotte with the belt is not what we want. It's not what I want. I'll even equate it to Roman Reigns' face run. When the fans turned on Roman, when the fans turned on Cena, it was because it was too much of that and we wanted something different. Charlotte's a face now. Okay. If you recall, the last time we talked about Charlotte, the last time she was on TV, it was sort of a situation where 
well, she's not really a face. She's not really a heel. She's kind of just Charlotte. She's going to do whatever she's going to do. And she's the one character. Right? Right. So, she's not really a face. She's not really a heel. She's just Charlotte. It hasn't changed. Sure, she's a face, but as you mentioned, she cheated. Okay, so this may surprise some people. But I was, I'm, first I'm going to say in, in defense, I'm, I'm already getting hot because I'm all, I'm all warm about this subject. But what I wanted to say was I'm like half agreeing and half disagreeing. Mm. It's like with the whole issue of her not being a face, not being a heel, she's Charlotte Flair. The fact that you say it that way is a compliment to her because why be anything else when you could be Charlotte Flair? Two, this this thing gets thrown around a lot. And this is as somebody who's a number one day one fan of Becky Lynch. Okay. Charlotte Flair is a generational talent. She's one of the best women's wrestlers, best wrestlers to ever do it. Mm-hmm. All right? She's been gone for a long time. In my opinion, when you the longer you stay away, the longer people don't care about you. And I think she's been gone long enough where I can't judge it right now. She just got back. She barely did anything. She won the belt. Like, I don't, we don't know what kind of character. And we have this one key thing here. Vince McMahon is not running things now. Triple H is. So now you have to ask yourself, what is the Triple H version of the Charlotte Flair character plan? I think that's very important to remember because what you said does kind of ring true. She's not a heel. She's not a face. She's Charlotte Flair. Okay, so what can Triple H do with this? And that was why I captioned my post on the Basement Booker's Facebook page, the more things change. Because we know what the end of that statement is. I think the difference is this universe has a new architect. Okay, so, so we'll I, see. But in the meantime, I'm, I, you know, my negative reaction stands. I'm not telling you you can't have it. I'm just letting you know what mine is. Mm-hmm. Because this is that this is the best I could articulate. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on a second. The wife is texting me. Uh, there's a celebratory meal. I got to let her know. Yes, yes, I have my phone handy for one seamless calls. All right. So, um, what I always respect your opinion, you know, and it means a mm-hmm. lot to me that you do this podcast with me. It means a lot to me that the basement book of verses here, and they come and they come with it. And I'm very happy that they're around because without any of this, I don't know what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to just be honest. I think Charlotte Flair is one of the best to ever do it. And, you know, I've been very, very like not nice about her in the past. Anybody that's listens to this know I've, you know, I exactly what you were saying. We've said together, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is a new, this world is a little bit more different. I want to give Triple H a chance with this. Maybe she's getting to do something that she's wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I just found it. The thing that kind of threw me off is like, why is she hugging kids? She's never really hugged kids. This is so baby face stuff. This is kissing babies. This is like, you know, the whole pol- politician thing. It's like, man, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? And 
I, I'm interested to see where this goes. What does this lead to? What's go, who's feuding for the SmackDown belt now? Are we going to turn Raquel Rodriguez heel? Like, what's happening here? You know? Well, presumably, uh, my guess is that the Rumble, Ronda gets a rematch. So you think Ronda Rousey's going to win the Royal Rumble? No, I think at the Rumble, Ronda's going to get a rematch. It'll be okay. Ronda versus Charlotte at the event. All right, that's a good way to sell it. Um, will we anything else on Charlotte Flair? Are you okay? No, that's it. All right, cool. <laughs> um, it it, so, it, it, re- it really uh, kind of ruined my night, dude. And, and you that's know, probably you, that's partially my fault. You know, I it's really it. it's really easy to do that. You know, a lot of people we do that with a lot of things. It could be a game, it could be a television program, but it's just that. Um, mm-hmm. it's not. You shouldn't really let it affect your life like that. You should just rant about it on a podcast I'm, I'm later. My night. It, ru- it ruins the rest of SmackDown for me. How is it terrible? That main, like, okay, let's go through the rest of SmackDown. And after each segment, I'm going to ask you, is this room for you? Is this room for you? All right, so next segment. So I've managed to get, you know, hopefully it works out good here. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the bloodline backstage in the office of relevancy. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, let's let it speak for itself. Uh, it goes in. I clipped a little bit out of it. Uh, Sammy was talking to Roman. He's like, oh, you did all of that. He's like, yeah, I'm just trying to give my family everything I was used to, I was used to getting. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't say I never had. It's everything I had. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Hey, look, look, hey, by the way, look, they match tonight. I just want to make sure we're on the same page with that stuff, okay? Hey, it did not bother you at all. Last week, the crowd's chanting, Sammy, well, you're out there. Right? That, I just want to make sure that stuff doesn't bother you, right? Uh, I have to pause just to draw attention to main event Jay mm-hmm. and Jimmy with his hat down. Yeah, and, Jay um, is eyeballing Sammy. Hey, Rich, I got a question. So no, far, it didn't. This... God damn it. <laughs> All right. I mean, if you have 10% of that tonight, it's a night off for me. I don't have to do anything. Easy. It's going to be a great night for us. Right? Great night. Great night. Great night. And, uh, okay, so after that segment, uh, what what'd you think of that? It was good, right? You liked it? Of course. Bloodline. Enjoyed it? Yes. Great. Um, so next we had uh, Dominic Mysterio saying, look at me. I'm, my butt is soft. Prison's not a place for me. I really wanted to go to Waffle House. Now I don't want to go to Waffle House. Um, <laughs> I can't make it a Waffle House. house. <laughs> Chairs are flying, coffee pots. No, that's not all right. Um, so next, uh, Rhea Ripley's like, No, Dobby, no, I'm gonna get you, bail you out because apparently she does bail him out. Hmm. Uh, you ruined Christmas for me to, to the police officer. You don't know what you can't survive in there. How cringe is it when he calls her mommy repeatedly? Uh, on a scale from uh, one to mommy dearest, eleven. Right. Um, was that ruined for you? Yes. All but right. It, it was ruined by Dominic. Excellent. So next we have uh, what? As soon as I saw, like, what the hell is happening here with this broom? Is what's going on here? Mm. So it's the the booty day. Uh. The NXT Tag Team Championships. And, of course, Kofi Kingston, the first man to declare himself for the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. Um, Will we? So, 
Yeah, he did it a couple of weeks ago. Right, but will we get to that later? Because we discussed that like two weeks ago when it happened. There's other things relating to the Royal Rumble that happened in this episode. Okay. So. Okay. Um, I so clearly Top need the reminder. is being mocked. Uh, they're trying to help him out. Maybe you could jump over. And uh, this is the reaction from Ricochet. He's saying it's, uh, was it no top dollar? The, was it? Uh, they don't call you top rope dollar. Yeah, they don't call you oh. top rope dollar. And uh, Wade Barrett said, yeah, I hear they call him uh, no hit row or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the rope. Or, yeah, hit rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like nobody said that. No, I heard it somewhere. <laughs> and then, uh, so, yeah, after the shoving, Ricochet's like, you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Tell me you didn't do that. Um. So next we got the uh, Imperium boys. They're talking about you know it's all about Gunter, and there's like a vignette about it. And, and every like, week Ludwig Kaiser has to say, "Ring General." That's his thing. Like he yeah. practices with Samantha Irving. She gives him lessons. Um, on how to talk to people. Hmm. Talk at people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, why don't we great? And then Strowman comes come, like, Yeah, well, I noticed that I wasn't up there. You didn't fight me. Well, you're lucky. I made it home from Waffle House with Samantha Irvin and Ricochet. Hmm. Exciting. Um, so he gets in his face. Uh, Strowman does. And Gunter's like, Waffle House. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we I we should have had the Waffle House clip. That's I, I, fair use. Well, yeah. So she's like, "Hey, man, what what's the deal?" And that uh, Strowman gives him that powerful Strowman line, mm-hmm. clothesline, drops him, and then uh, this leads to uh, Gunter rolls. Wait, what, man? I thought I anyway. A lot of stuff happened before here. I guess I forgot to put. The Strowman Express, where he makes a stop at uh, Ludwig Boulevard and uh, hit over at uh, Giovanni Vinci Way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, tries to head over to Gunter Avenue, but uh, jumps the curb uh, into a dumpster. Uh, yep. And has a really bad accident out there. And then uh, they proceed to uh, beat the brakes off of him. Steel chair comes out. Gunter just... This is the second time you're seeing uh, the steel chair shot because he had hit him once before when he was already in the corner by himself mm-hmm. over there. Um, in the ring, they're going to stretch uh, Braun Strowman. Then everybody comes out to save. Uh, they're like, come on, man. But Imperium's like, nah, you're not stopping this. We're, we're gonna, No one's going to stop us except for Ricochet mm-hmm. with the chair who's grown quite attached to Strowman um, after you know having breakfast. After the Waffle House. And then um, next, of course, uh, we have the, um, the 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 preparations. You know, Sammy's in, mm-hmm. the tribal yep. chief, the head of the table, the war chief. They're in the back, and they're ready to go to the front. And here we go. Um, I just want to state for the record that this match. Okay, so for the Royal Rumble match. There's a qualifying match. Mm-hmm. So apparently, if your name's not Kofi Kingston, you have to qualify for the Royal Rumble match. Right. Um, so Ricochet versus Top Dollar. If Top Dollar beats Ricochet and qualifies for the Royal Rumble, I'd be surprised as heck. 
I just don't see it happening. That's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. Can I say, if you're going to have a qualifying match for the Royal Rumble, it should, like, the term should be to lose, you got to be thrown over the top rope. Like, maybe pinfall submission also, but if you're thrown over the top rope and both of you hit the floor, you lose. Make sense? It it makes sense, but I can also see the idea because it's easier to throw a guy over the top rope, isn't it? If it's just one on one, in Royal Rumble, you're fighting a whole bunch of like unless you're the first two guys in, you're fighting a bunch of opponents. Well, depending, like like if you're if you're a bigger guy like Top Dollar, it might it's harder to get your opponent over the top. Ricochet, Ricochet is going to go up to the top at some point, so if he goes over the top rope and then climbs the top, that's easy for you know. It's like all right, shove. Oh, we can be at an impasse on this one. Yeah, um, I mean, just just an idea, like you know. Yeah, you you could do you could have. There's no one saying that every qualifying match has to be the same. Mm-hmm. You can vary it depending on who's in the match. Yep. Um. So next we have. Uh, I had to put that because I'm like that's very interesting. So mm-hmm. John Cena's back, big match, Johnny. So very happy to see him. Um, it's, you know, that's called, that's a fan reaction. When John Cena comes out, that's a pop. Um, nobody that night got that. Not right. even a returning Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. So, just so you know, John Cena is still a big star. Uh, never give up. 20 years he's been doing this back to back, never missing. I like never all missing. the logos they had. It's a cornucopia of John Cena. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John Cena never gives up. He never gives Even up on his on hair. hair. <laughs> He's never going to shave his head. He's going to do a reverse Hogan. I got to say. You know, yeah. And this is a, a testament to our friendship. John Cena obviously doesn't have as good of a friend as I did. Because I remember when my hair looked like that, you started telling me, maybe you should shave your head. It's and the it best took some time. you ever did. It took some time. Was Think one of, of the, the money you saved. Think yeah. of the money you saved, Richard Riz. On dignity. shampoo. Yeah, and everybody loves your fucking bald head. Yeah. All right. Um, He likes to shine it up in baby oil, just not for the podcast. No, no, no. Actually, I, I get rid of the shine by putting moisturizer. It's very important to moisturize. Um, mm-hmm. So let the record show that Kevin Owens, in the span of a year, has experienced... In ring first had a Stone Cold Steve Austin pop and a John Cena pop. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. John, the dream. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had the best year, I feel, out of everybody here. And these guys are not going anywhere. Right. They're here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, the tribal chief, the head of the table, the war chief, the bloodline. What an image here. The wise man in his normal stance. Um, Coveting the title. Yep. Uh, he doesn't care. You know, he, he only focuses on the island of Revelsley, the tribal chief. His uh, chief, the tribal chief, you know, he's, he was his first. They mm-hmm. throw it up in the ring. The pyro goes off. Uh, we're in the match now. And uh, Sammy's like, we the ones. And there's a travel chief. He's like really happy. My dog Sammy. Look at him. What a mm-hmm. good boy. What a good boy he is. Mm-hmm. And then um Sammy gets a bloody nose early. 
yes. And the tribal chief is like, yeah, acknowledge me. It's all for me. I'm taking it in, man. Mm. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> just keeping an eye on things. The tribal chief just, mm-hmm. I don't even, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Mm. Um, and then at this point, Kevin Owens is like, what's on your nose? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't notice any blood or anything at that point. I just thought he was making fun of him that he's got his nose up the tribal chief's booty. You know, mm. he's being very disrespectful. Mm. Um, and then the tribal chief is like, all right. And mm. the is, is where I'm like, Sammy, the tribal chief's hand is extended. And it's a, been a long period of time for what feels to me like an eternity. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm alone in that, but I, it felt like forever. Tribal Chief don't have to wait. Tribal Chief comes right. in, lays it to Kevin Owens, creams mm-hmm. him. Then he gets, uh, you know, Cena's trying to hot tag Johnny. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully I have an image of him doing that. Or maybe if I forgot to add it, I'm sorry. There he is. Well, yep. you, you've seen it. Hot tag Johnny. Tag right team Johnny. Mm-hmm. Gets, uh, uh, damn it. Sorry, guys. I went back all the way. All right. At least we get to see it again. So. Uh, Cena gets taken off the apron and then he's tossed outside. He's like, I'll see you later. Take a powder. Hmm. Travel. Okay. So it's at this point that the tag team tandem occurs mm-hmm. of John Cena and Jessica Carr, the biggest loudmouths in calling spots mm-hmm. in the history of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I've it's never, I, all right, this is a testament to the referees. Unless John Cena's like, listen, I'm hard of hearing now. The the, uh, the tribal chief, the what? head of the table. What? Yeah, right. The what? tribal chief. The tribal chief, the head of the table. He uh, he's told he's been told by John Cena. John Cena's hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. John Cena needs a little assistance. I've never mm-hmm. heard the refs call spots before. Right. This has never happened to me. This broke me. I'm like, holy shit, so this whole time referees were doing that? <laughs> and this whole time she's like, don't move, don't move. Like she's a police officer and mm-hmm. Roman's under arrest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is happening? She's telling the tribal chief what to do? <laughs> and like Cena's in on it too. And then you can hear her go, tag. And she's like, tag. I'm like, mm-hmm. like tag, we've heard. Yeah. But come on, man. Like, come on. So. Uh, we go to the next next bit of business. Um, Sami Zayn gets the the hot tag or the cold tag because the hot tag is John Cena. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be bad news to bro Sami Zayn Zayn. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this, of course, like I said, the whole just shouting of the spots. Finally, up comes and I'm going to have ourselves... Some uh, hold on a second. I uh, I got, I had to get this because the moves of doom are coming, and we yep. can't not have that. So if you're watching on the Basement Booker's YouTube, in Tony Vision, here comes the moves of doom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yes, he's the team. Gotta send the people home happy. Uh, yeah, so John Cena and Kevin Owens beat uh, Sami Zayn. And the Tribal Chief is out. He's not happy. He does right. not look happy. Um, what would you think about that? <sighs> Stories were told. Kevin Owens got a good shiner. He got busted open, uh, I think, above his left, like right around his eyelid. That's in what in the business we call a receipt, Rich Torres. Think so for, for the busted eardrum. Yeah, it, lo sure. it looked like when when Owens was on the ground and uh, Roman was like hitting the body shots. It looked like he was like like not to sound like a mark, but it looked like he was like laying him in. Yeah, um, that. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting little twist in the story. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have anything else to say about that? Because you said that. Um... Your bladder is full, and you're an old man baby, and you need to pee? Uh, not exactly that, but yes. This is such a long episode, guys, but I'm glad you're here with us. I'm glad you're sticking with the Basement Bookers podcast. Uh, when, when you do uh, more than two hours of Basement Bookers podcast, you're an automatic member of the Basement Bookers Elite Club. There's no benefit to that, but you can pat yourself on the back and give yourself a very, very, very Horowitzy. Um, shout out to Barry Horowitz. All right, everybody. Now it's time for coverage of AEW Dynamite presents New Year's Smash. Not to be confused with Deku Smash. Not to be confused with Tribal Chief Smashing Smash. Not to be confused with Smash Brothers. But to be mostly, yeah, here. Okay, so ready, guys? Here we go. So uh, first, of course, we have, uh, uh, we're going to have MJF here with uh, Shotzi at home. <laughs> uh, who's a local talent for the area, apparently the only attractive uh, female in Colorado. Mm -hmm. I think that's where they are. Um, a little bit of bubbly. It's probably a Pinoir or something out of uh, Tony's personal stash, a uh, 2022 vintage. Um, I'm crying, he called him. Uh, Ethan Page, he's looking at MJF. He's like, you're next. You're NXT to him. Because mm -hmm. you know how much he loves talking about WWE and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danderditter's in, just like, mm -hmm. knocks off poor Stokely Hathaway's head. Which I'm surprised it didn't like blind Daniel Bryan, Bryan Daniel Danderson. I know. Um, and cost him the match. That raggedy B-I-T-C, you know what. <laughs> um, uh, it's very disrespectful. I didn't find it funny at all. I was upset for Stokely. Mm. And he was about to do you! And then mm -hmm. just Stokely like, just got his the bug eyes. He got the bug yeah. eyes. With the bug eyes, you better beware. But it wasn't enough to distract him. Uh, he was able to tap all ego out, and I had to get the exact look on uh, Stokely Hathaway's face when this was happening. That's he's not happy. Uh, mm -hmm. He's not happy with this. Uh, he's had it uh, with this, this mess, and that raggedy B word, mm -hmm. uh, Brian Anderson. 
Um, you raggedy Brian. You raggedy Brian. Um, so he's celebrating. Um, MJF's like, you, you, whatever, man. I don't even want long hair, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, next we have, oh, uh, I almost, sorry. Um, so here we have, we're going to see the uh, sprinting skills of one Renee Paquette. Uh, not to be confused with Baguette, um, mm-hmm. as uh, Wardlow uh, gets a nice surprise guest on his interview segment. So if you if you watch Dynamite, uh, you know. And if you're listening and you missed it, Basement Booker's YouTube page will show you, but I'll describe it. <laughs> Boom. So <laughs> you probably got out of there so fast for a day. Like, mm-hmm. he was like a speeding bullet. You'd have to watch it in slow motion. Here it comes. Samoa Joe just comes in and baseball bats Wardlow, right? Or pipe. He pipes mm-hmm. Wardlow right in the knee pipe cap. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, boy, what a contest. By the way, Samoa Joe yelling, I did this to you at 200% speed is not less scary. <laughs> it's more scary. I think because so. he sounds like he's out of his freaking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Ethan Adam Page, Adam Ethan Page, he's not cleared. Uh, otherwise, he would wrestle in the 300 grand Park Avenue, 2000 grand pass go 200 Monopoly Man Challenge. I like the uh, uh, I, 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 I did appreciate because it because it made sense to acknowledge that Renee is married to Mox in the second. Yeah, he's like, of course you would. No, wait, I'm sorry. That's rude. Yeah. You know. I'm supposed to be the good guy here. Mm. And maybe spoiler Wardlow's not the only one who should have a scissor taken to him right now. Um mm. just saying. Uh with the top knot. Yeah. No judgments here. Cowboys don't have top knots. Samurai's right. Do. You're not a samurai. Right. Um you're either a samurai or the tribal chief. You don't get to do either of those. Um so. I I I, th- I think Sammy is allowed though. Okay. I know you were. Yeah, I think Sammy's allowed. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. All right. So next we had it was uh, Top Flight uh, versus uh, Claudio uh, uh, Castagnoli, aka Claudio Cannoli, aka Cesaro, aka the Swiss Cyborg. Um, (laughs) Watch him just the guy that's not West, uh, not Dante Martin, the other guy on Top Flight. This sick uppercut. And mm-hmm. he's just gone. Okay. I just blurred out. My camera's drunk. All right, here I am. <laughs> I, like, for a finish, that was pretty good. Yep. And then Foxy's just like, good job. Not good enough. Because it wasn't um, an uppercut. Like, it was probably it was the most uppercut. vicious European uppercut I've ever seen. Um. Yeah. I think that should dude wound up with it. I don't know why that's not a finisher generally. Mm -hmm. If Cesaro's being pushed to be that strong, why not? Right. And then that thing where he catches you off the top rope with it, that's like a super move to just do that. Mm -hmm. It's more believable and more, it's scarier than the swing. Yeah. As like a submission move. You know what I mean? Because the announcer still haven't explained why Jericho tapped out. Well, Jericho kept saying the centrifugal force or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he is backstage at Best Friends and uh, Dan Housen. Uh, we'll talk about them later more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penelope Ford and um, Kip Sabian, you know, who may or not be brother and sister. I don't know. Um, the hair, it's weird that it's weird that they have the same hair. They dyed the hair the same color. Mm-hmm. Like, were you turned by the same vampire? If you were turned by the same vampire, I guess. But I don't know. Like, I don't know what even the, what even your thing is. Um, put the paper he, bag back on. Yeah, he was over, uh, underrated and over it. What happened with that? Uh, he he got over it. I guess so. That. I guess. All right. I so, guess so the confusion. I know. Um. So Trent's like, check these out. So I got going for me. Really, look at look at these abs. And Dan Housen's like, I very nice, very evil. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. about. Um. So. You know, there's going to be a match between Trent and uh, Orange Cassidy over on Rampage the mm. same night or whatever. Yep. So don't don't even worry about it. We'll talk about that later. Um, there's a plan in place. So Hook uh, puts some poor Jamoke to sleep. Um, and Balaam a- Lynx. Now they need to get rid of the FTW championship because it's not as bad as it was with Ricky Stark. Now you're just walking around with daddy's belt. You know, it's nothing. It's mm. nothing. Um, but it was something. You know, well, I, you mean? Know what? I think the time has passed. I think that is a, a, a relic from a, a, an age that we will never have again. Mm-hmm. You know, the FTW championship went around the waist of Taz was, you know, the bomb diggity. Um, as the kids used to say when I was young, um, I'm dying slowly because I'm old. Hmm. Um, I'm about to be 40 doing this. All right. So needless to say, whatever you want to say me to me, you can't defeat me. I can do it on my own. So what this leads to is an attack. It's an assault. And here, listen to this. He made a reference because Southwest sucks, apparently. A lot of cancellation, guys. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm definitely not playing this because that song is getting me struck. So, uh, here comes Jungle Boy, who's friends with him. Um, straight out the dumpster. Straight, like right after. He just came from there. He's got himself a two by four. May or may not have come from the dumpster. Who knows? Oh, that's right. Straight to uh, not big cash, but Morrissey. Oh, big deal. And whatever the hell his name is, he doesn't mean anything to me. But if he if if he wants, you know, he wants beef with me, there is none. Uh, To quote AJ Styles music, I don't want none. Um, Mm -hmm. So. He he gets pissed because at one point Jungle Boy almost decapitates him with that two by four, mm-hmm. and he's out there like he tried to kill me. I'm like, yeah, he mm-hmm. did try to kill you. That is kind of messed up. You're doing it right now. He's out there. He's like, you tried to kill me. Yep. He's like, this is my friend Hook. I'm touching him. Hook to me looks like man. He should have T-bone suplex Jungle Jack Perry after touching him. Just mm-hmm. like I don't know. I think that's what he would do. Yeah. You know, if you want to be like a DTA guy, but I guess they're friends until they start feuding later. Yep. Uh, Jericho's back. He's like, Ricky Starks, baby. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna make you wish you were my young boy or something. Um something like that. Uh we get uh young Wheeler Yuta uh talking smack to a mogul, if you will. Yeah. Uh swerve. By the way, I don't like that group. I wish I would have got the reference for you, but the the little symbol on their shirts for the mogul thing, it's just three triangles, and it reminds you of like an icon for the editing software I used to use. I'm like, I can't unsee this. What is this? Hmm. Mogul what? What do you is he a millionaire or something? Is he like businesses? Does he have a lot of businesses? I don't understand it. Oh, he's a wrestler. He actually I think does have a rap career. So that doesn't make you a mogul. You're I hear you. Um, I'm sure there's other moguls. So backstage, the uh, trios match. You know, they decided let's have fun back here before we have a match. Yeah, it's a brawl in the narrow hallway. And uh, you got uh, El Cielo Miedo. He's throwing him up, and he's like, "Check out the Basement Bookers podcast right here, uh, mm-hmm. talking about dynamite. Uh, they're our favorite." And Phoenix is like, "Listen, we're not getting paid. Don't talk about those guys." All right, so um, that went well back there. Um, we move on to the finish. I have the finish um, for you guys uh, that Rich has highlighted for you today. A one-wicked angel outside while Matt Jackson mm-hmm. is in the brutalizer. And mm-hmm. the pin is counted. And Pac doesn't know about it. I bet if he even knew about it, he'll just leave it in. So he's upset about it. I get the that feeling that was supposed to be a that or that turned into a come on Jeff goddammit situation because I feel like it was supposed to happen at the same time but that the ref counting the pin on the one wing and angel was supposed to signal for the bell like just before the ref that counted the tap in the ring did and it was supposed to be like oh like like a photo finish kind of thing they should have rang the bell after the pin was made because and then that was signal but like the thing is you shouldn't put them in that position because even if the bell rings like you have to have perfect timing yeah they're not great at that right i've yet to see or maybe i don't remember that actually happening with them mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not saying it like an insult it's kind of hard to do it's really hard to do maybe they don't have refs that yell how much time is left? Right. Minute should 60. Get, minute they 20. Get, they should get Jessica Carr. Or they should have used uh, Aubrey. She's she's boisterous. I don't ever hear her. I don't ever hear her. Unless it's admonishing. It's yeah. no, I don't hear instructions. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I don't know. So here we got uh, uh, an acclaimed rap. Um, if you're not watching, you got uh, you got a, a gentleman dressed like a shady double. He's got a guitar that says King of the Mountain. In reference to the King of the Mountain match. And he is a King of the Mountain. Uh, he's got a green mustache for some reason. Um, then you've got uh, a fella dressed like uh, Macho Man Circa, Slim Jim's 90s commercials. Uh, I guess he's supposed to be Jay Lethal because he thinks Jay Lethal's a Macho Man wannabe. Is what I'm oh, he, was, he was doing the Black Machismo gimmick, which is really what... It's what really like pushed lethal over the edge into okay this dude is actually amazing at everything in tna uh yeah so he creams him uh with this i think i got the sound i hope 
There we go. Oh yeah, a lot the of Global Force there. Gold reference and Steel and Kurt Angle's wife reference was great. Yeah, excellent stuff from the acclaimed. Everybody, some people love the acclaimed. Everybody um, loves the acclaimed. If it was everybody, it would be me too, and I don't. Oh, um, yes, you earn right. it. Like you can't just just because you could do a rap to the same freaking hook every week. And once in a while, you'll have one where it's not the same hook. You don't impress me. But I like your style. I don't love the acclaimed. I like the acclaimed. You need. I need to be wooed. I have not hmm. taken out to dinner. Hmm. I am not some kind of floozy. All right. So, speaking of dinner, hmm. not floozies, uh, right. we have... The JAS uh, squad of girls. Uh, we have the unlikable Ty Conti and Anna JAS, who needs to get far away from this. So, <laughs> um, star of the show while you can. Um, so here's the bit that I finished to the um, it's Ru Ruby Soho versus Ty Conti and the ever growing quest to make. Ruby Soho look like a fool, which continues. So she just holding the chair. It's mm -hmm. sped up, guys, but it felt like an eternity. And I also forgot to fix the pitch because I usually keep the normal pitch. I forgot. Mm -hmm. But the chipmunks have taken over uh, commentary duties from Tony Schiavone and Excalibur. There you go, Ty KO and a pen uh, there. So I I like Ruby Soho. I just don't think you got to keep making her look like a fool. It's mm -hmm. not cool. Um, so here's Joe, Samoa Joe, the king of television. He's out here. He's like, you know, Wardlow's got boo-boos, and I don't think he's he wants any of this. You know, I beat a guy that didn't want none before. Mm -hmm. And... um. Uh, as if on cue, Wardlow's going to come out uh, with his perfectly uh, rubber band hair. Uh, with, you know, the top knot, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy's like, listen, you not, you can't go out there. We can't clear you for this. What's you going out? What are going to do? Hurt you more? Uh, and, of course, he gets slept because it was just too much. Mm -hmm. And it didn't stop there, Rich Torres. It didn't stop no. there. Because we had Samoa actual Joe, salt. Yeah, Samoa Joe is like, I did it. 
And then you think he's going to show respect? Nah, chill. Chill, mm. chill. I'm going to hit him with my belt. And then uh, he's going to do the unthinkable. He's going to headbutt a referee. He's going to give him the old Samoan kiss mm. right on the forehead with his forehead. And then proceeds to, luckily, you know, Wardlow was nice enough to put his hair exactly at where he needed it cut. Mm-hmm. And Samoa Joe, after retrieving it from a suspect-looking cool box, like, I don't know, did you check those scissors? Um, and cut the hair off of Wardlow. And now he's our much like Samson. Um, but, though, here comes Darby Allen. He's got the skateboard to the back of Samoa Joe. It's a good thing That's he looks his- like a zombie. And that's his weakness tonight, the skateboard. Well, it would be a we- dude. Have you been hit with a skateboard before? Nope. Like I've seen people that were assaulted with skateboards. It's not funny. Mm. Like you can be killed. Like those things, not good, not cool. Mm. Um. So, Darby Allen, the zombie himself, who's come back from Samoa Joe killing him. Um. Mm. He he he's he's gonna get a match, and we're gonna talk about that when we talk rampage. Rampage. Um, Darby Allen, he wants to kiss that TNT championship. And Samoa Joe's like, please don't assault my TNT championship. And we have a preview for what's to come. And it's the new all the all Atlantic championship. Best friends collide, baby. Mm-hmm. Go right to that. Uh, you could go ahead and, you know, say your piece on that. And, you know, remember you could, whenever you want, just jump in. I feel like I'm just going through and you know, I don't know. Oh, we're good. Um, right. so the, um, yeah, the, the the thing. The Darby and Joe. All right, cool. I highlighted. Now, it's well known. It's well documented on this podcast. I'm not a fan of the current iteration of Sting. It's been a long time since I have been a fan of Sting. But there was an... Tony Schiavone was talking to Darby and Sting backstage after Dynamite, which aired on Rampage. And Sting, uh, Darby asked Sting if he believes in him, if he believes he can be TNT champion again. And he shoves Sting. And Sting asks, what if he says no? Then he'll be the guy that doubted him like everybody else did. And if he says yes, he's going to lose the chip on his shoulder, which he can't lose because Joe's a killer. And because Darby will have to dig deep inside himself, deeper than he ever has, to stop the madness. So he needs to stop the madness, stop worrying about what people think. It only matters what Darby thinks. And he has to go out and win his title back, shut his mouth, and just do it. Sting's best promo work in years. To be honest, his promo work has kind of sucked. So it's not really a high bar. But enough that I highlighted a green in my notes. I liked this promo. This whole this interaction, it told a story. It it took us somewhere. There is uh, progress in the storyline. So that's a yes for me, dog. Okay, since that's from Rampage that just happened yesterday, I guess we could just talk about it now, and then talk about the one from last week. Um, because I thought that... you, I thought we were gonna skip it since you skipped it. But okay, yeah, but we still have last week's Rampage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we did Dynamite first for some reason. Why does that matter? Rampage. It was Rampage, then Dynamite, then Rampage. Okay, but I still got Rampage, though. All right, all right, all right. I didn't get... Okay, so I just need to... You know, I got the notes here. You're cutting the legs out from under me here. 
So I got to skip across to the one that just happened yesterday to look at those notes. Okay. All right. All right. So since we had the best friend match, um, Kip Sabian, you know, he's on commentary with freaking Paul White because mm-hmm. I guess JR didn't want to fucking be there, which I don't blame him. No more um, BS. Paul White's actually on uh, commentary full time now. One for Cass. the square jar there. Um, so good. That's great. Um, I really thought that it would have been more unpredictable if, like, Trent, like, you know, wasn't distracted. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't distracted by Penelope Ford. Mm-hmm. That would have been more interesting. But that always seems to just happen. It's the same old thing. Um, I think the point of this was to put a rift into Best Friends because Orange Cassidy took advantage of the distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, which, is, which is why I'm not upset at her distracting them. Yeah. I mean, she could. I, And it's like, yes, yeah, that the first I'm like, why, why, why do that? Wouldn't it be easier for you to beat Trent? That's, you know, because Orange, a defending champion, he got that champion for a reason. Why don't you, you know, help Trent win? But I was mm-hmm. like, no, this is better. This puts a rift in because Trent's not happy about what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, So then, you know, Kip's there for a match. So he wrestled the guy and he beat him. But what he did was he took Orange Cassidy's. This was dumb because he put it on just to take it off. Because that's what Cassidy does when he does the orange punch. Oh, yeah. But you could just do the orange punch and we'll get that you did his move. <laughs> you did extra work mm. for no reason. Um, and, you know, we already talked about that sting thing, which I thought was like, yeah, why are you acting like a whiny baby? Mm. Like, you're supposed to be above that. You're supposed to be a guy that doesn't care what people think. Isn't that your attitude? Mm. Nobody. It was it? Yeah, it doesn't matter to you in the ground or something emo like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we got the uh, Mox's. You know, he does a little thing where he's like, "Yeah, you know, Hangman, keep your hands up because I'm the man. I'm the best, and I'm I'm the guy that carries. You know, not you." And it's like, "Well, you're not the champion, so what are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. Um, that was my only takeaway. And it's more the same, the usual um, Moxley promo, except he's not talking about gargling bodily fluids, which is, you know, people grow. Yeah. Um, Notice I haven't been highlighting Mox promos lately. There's no reason to. It's the same promo. So you're right to do that. Um, So we had 45 and 0. Jade, you know, she wins. She beats Kiara Hogan, former baddie. Uh, 46 and 0 now. Mm-hmm. We learn about uh, there's a little dissension. Uh, Red Velvet Cake is not, you know, she's not with it, mm-hmm. you know. And it's they got to work on, like, it's like, yes, we get it, Jade. You're really shocked by this. It was like, it's some awkward, like, looking there. It's like, did you get me looking perplexed, guys? All right, this time. Did you get me looking perplexed? All right, great. You know, mm-hmm. um, just making sure you get the shot. That's kind of smart. Um, and then we got the uh, next thing uh, where, uh, you know, Mark, you know, he's like, uh, is this like where um, Mark Sterling? Yeah. Here. And, uh, you know, he's got Tony Nese, the premier athlete, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, listen, Richard Riz still hasn't emailed me back. I don't know what's going on. If you're watching this, please call me. I miss you. Um, and that's what happened. Uh, and of course, uh, Yuda, you know, he, he, uh, he loses, uh, to swerve and, uh, we get it. Your name is Parker. We get it. Every five seconds. It's like the tugging of the shirts. He's like this with his stupid gold chain with his name on it. I Mm. hate it. I hate it. Your favorite. No, it's not cool. It's not cool. Mm. when Rhea Ripley does it. It's not cool when Bo Howdy does it, and it's not cool <laughs> when this guy does it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get on to the other one that I have actual footage for. Um, now, this was the actual 300 grand don't pass go Monopoly money, funny money battle royal, mm-hmm. brother, um, where it's trios and to get a, to win, you know, everybody's got to go over the top rope for your team. Like the losers, you got to, you all got to be thrown out. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes down to top flights, uh, Dante Martin and his brother against um, Moxley and Cesaro, Audio Cannoli. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you think, well, I guess they're going to win. But, like, they don't need money. When all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, comes hung man Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna wish he was when Moxley gets his hands on him? They fight to the outside, so Moxley's out. Mm-hmm. This becomes a handy crap match for poor Claudio. Mm-hmm. He's got them both up, big display of power, not enough to get them out of the ring. All right, I got a red highlight here. So at this point, Claudio gets um Dante Martin up mm-hmm. over his head. He's right next to the turnbuckle, as you can see in the image, which means he's right by the rope. Mm-hmm. He could easily turn around and dump Dante Martin out. You would think, right? No, Claudio instead tries to use him as a weapon and throw him further to go into his uh, partner, a.k.a. brother. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work out that way. He gets head scissored. You know, eventually other things happen. You can't do all of it. He gets head scissored to the outside. And the guys that could actually use the money that aren't getting the Monopoly money. Sorry. Top flight and uh, the Fox man himself. AR Fox. Um, AR, which stands for augmented reality. Um, I made that up. So we don't know. It could be Arnold Reginald. It could be Artie, Renaud. Could be always ready. Yeah, it could be all Randy. You know what I mean? Um, Or always Randy. Randy. Well, I'll never sleep again. So, next, (laughs) um, we have uh, everybody's favorite guy uh, over at the uh, Eddie Kingston. Let me get serious real quick. Lately, we've been seeing the House of Black. Come out here, everybody up. Oh, I I guess they have dog heads in the audience for some reason. Yes. That's cool. I like that. So he said they dropped he dropped my man like he was a B-word. Mm-hmm. 
And then he says like he deserved it. Like he was a herb. By the way, Eddie Kingston's wearing Tim's uh, fulfilling the prophecy of the stereotype. So Jericho's on commentary. She's a witch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, JR's like, she's a Jezebel. Mm-hmm. So is that Jericho flirting since he's a wizard? Uh, the way he said it was not like flattering. Mm. It's almost like I know what they're like. Hmm. So the House of Black, you know, they're going to talk. Hold on. All in the uh, time. I'm ready. I was thinking, right? If the enemy of my enemy is my friend, then if the friend of my enemy is influenced by me, would he then be his enemy too? So basically, the black guys, um, House of Black, they're saying, "Well, what do you, what do you know about this? Is he really your friend, or is he mm-hmm. my friend? I don't know." Because remember, I think it was uh, I don't remember if it was the week before or or further before, like that when the House of Black made their return, Ortiz was around. And Brody King was about to um, hit his finisher on Ortiz, and Malachi Black's like, "No, no, no, not him!" And he yes. put him down. I so. actually touched on that. I remember I was going to say that too, and you're right, and you got me. I'm just happy that when I remember things. I'm happy when you remember things because that means I don't have to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. And when anytime I do that, an angel gets his wings. So they're all confusing there. And then uh, next, uh, for what now, seems like an eternity, there's here's some weird stuff that happened on uh, Rampage, and I thought it was kind of funny. I thought I'd capture it. The awkwardness is palatable here. So this is Daniel Garcia and uh, Sammy Guevara. So Sammy's got a shirt up. You know, he's like, look at me. I got abs, and that's all I am. I'm not doing this, Sammy. I'm going to talk to you. And I'm keeping the butt. I really don't like anything about you. I don't like your hair. I don't like the way you dress. But if Chris thinks we should be together, because I'm a professional and team player, I'm only doing my best. If Chris thinks that we should be together, <laughs> then I'm going to do my best. Wow. A professional. You know what you are? You're a professional tight ass. Profe- you're a professional tight ass. And then he's going to proceed to let Daniel Garcia knows what he thinks he needs. Hmm. You're real tight right now, brother. And you need to loosen up. Renee, switch spots with me. Uh-huh. I know what you need. You need a hug. Bring it in. Bring it in. Come on. Like this, like that, like that. You feel me? You feel me? So he bear hugs him, and, and he's, he's asked if he if he feels him. He wants to make sure he feels him. I'm pretty sure he's commando. I don't know. Sources close to the situation have told me nothing. We're family. And as the new year approaches, hey, 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 hey. as the new year approaches, as the new year approaches, we're gonna do great things together. You and me, me and you. Merry Christmas, brother. It's very. It sounds very Morty like. He sounds like a psychopath. Mm. Like I said, guys, of course, if that, you could always play that at half speed. That's the trick. So if you play that at half speed, you could get the gist of it. But I feel like in Tony Vision, it's way creepier. So here we have the Dapper Yapper. Uh, He's trying to think about what texts he wants to send to Jade, see if she'll hit him back. Mm. 
She's got the belt. She looks like a million dollars. She's like, listen, I'm the champ. She didn't say anything. I just, that's what she looks like, she says. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's going to take on uh, Vert Dixon. It's like, please don't hurt me. Just get back. I don't want to die. This, mm-hmm. I, I want to live. Mm-hmm. And um, it goes about as well as it's going to go for her. She gets yep. a nice uh, Jade Cargill to the mouth. Uh, Jade Cargill, of course, uh, let's all say it together, just creams her with her foot right there. Mm-hmm. Creamed uh, her right uh, in the mouth. Creams her right in the mouth. That's a one, two, three. And and the baddies look on, or everybody's like, yeah, TBS champ, you the best. And then uh, Ruby Soho's back there. He's like, listen, you, you're not going to make a fool out of me. Um. Uh, Ty Conti. Well, it looks Your like she's trying right? to freeze time right there. She is. Uh, I think she thinks she has alien powers, but mm-hmm. that's another person. Yes. So Ruby Soul is like, you fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times, shame on the booker. All right. So <laughs> um, next thing you know, and wouldn't you know it, we are over at the Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale um, live on Wednesday, which Anyway, Wardlow, uh, he still has his hair here, guys. Remind, it's in the past, mm-hmm. right? It's the past. We've, we've time traveled. He's like, listen, Joe, I've had enough of you. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, he wants to know why this guy was talking about his mama. Mm-hmm. And he crushed his face. It wasn't filmed, so we can't prove it. Right. We also can't disprove it. Uh, so Bowens and uh, Daddy Ass, they scissor each other over uh, Lethal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I believe, that's finished. So yeah, that was a wrap uh, for that rampage. What? What do you? Th- I thought that was a finish. That was know? a finish. Sanjay Dutt with the low blow and then the lethal injection. Yep. Um. Great. Um. All right. So, what was your, you know, feelings on the subject? Uh. Who did Ruby piss off? Um, unless maybe this pairing with Willow and the losses to Ty J is going to lead to a Ruby heel turn. Maybe not aligning herself with JAS. Hopefully not, and probably not. But just a heel turn. Like her, she turns on Willow. They feud. Ruby wins. Ruby goes on to lose to Jamie Hader for the. Women's world title. Kind of I'd I'd argue that Ruby Soho didn't piss anybody off, and it's the fact that she's so nice that they're taking advantage of her. That's what I think. Could be that too. I think she needs to stand up for herself and believe in herself. Mm-hmm. Maybe she is, and I you know, we don't know. Which I'm just speculating. I'm just saying I think that her she, it's her potential's being wasted. Like, it's amazing to me that out of the riot squad. It's Liv Morgan that's got that's done the most, that's been mm-hmm. the most successful. 
Yeah. And it's not surprising. Like, I didn't think she could be. I'm just saying, like, it was the Riot Squad. It was named after her. Mm-hmm. So that's the Ruby, the Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. So she's been mistreated since day one, I feel. Um, so, yeah. That's it. That's everything uh, for the week. A little bit of news that just came up. Apparently, Sasha Banks filed for another trademark for Monet Banks. It's money without the Y and with a little accent mark. Uh, apparently, for use in merchandise. She's so creative. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so... That's what you got. That's what you come up with. Yep. Okay. Um. Well, again, I want to thank everybody for sticking around with the Basement Booker's podcast for all these years. Um, and especially all these hours just now. All two and a half hours of them. I had a good time here. I hope you all had a good time here. I hope that you're willing to go on this journey with us. You know, we're willing, you know, we're trying to grow here. Um, if you check us out, uh, you know, Rich is going to do all the stuff. But uh, I just got to say, uh, I'm thankful for everybody, every like, um, every follow, every download. Um, anytime anybody listens more than five minutes, it's great. Um, check it out, all the stuff. We're on the YouTube. So Rich is gonna, you know, break it down, you know, do the thing. I hope you have a happy and prosperous new year. And uh now, Rich, you go ahead. Well, before we get to the official go home, I do have an announcement. Next week will be the return of the Basement Booker's Golden Pencil Awards. The prestigious bookies are coming back next week. We're gonna have all the winners, we're gonna have all the all the nominees. We will discuss. All of it. Yeah. 100%. We're going to have a best good time. Of, basically a best of 2022. We'll uh, talk about previous winners and all that. It's been a while since we had the bookies. It's been more than a year. We didn't do one last year. I think we didn't do one the year before either. Uh, yeah, because of COVID. Yeah. because uh, We were really broken up about money or nothing being canceled and us never, ever being able to do it. You know, because of COVID. COVID killed money or nothing. Um, Too much nothing, not enough money. Yeah. Um, so That was really no, the problem. No, we were fine. It's just that COVID came. No, everything That's was going to happen. Definitely was mm-hmm. going to happen, but COVID claimed money or nothing. Yeah. Um, no, We never, we always deliver, guys, and that's yeah. not our fault. So, um, now that that easy out was made, um, yes, we will do it. And I hope you have all that information because I don't remember previous ones um so this is going to be a new bookies um it's going to be never before done this it, the way we're going to do it is it's never before done on this podcast because up it's, this is the new age where you know we're going to have video too so i urge you to please subscribe to the basement bookers youtube channel yep uh let us know what we could do i can i'll post a few of the uh a few of the categories if you guys, if you want to write in, basinbookers.gmail.com, basinbookers on Twitter, let us know who you think should win in each category and why. We'll retweet you. We'll uh, shout you out. We'll explain to you why we think you're wrong or right. Most likely hey, wrong. But it's hey, okay. Hey, Rich. Yeah. What are those categories? 
I, I'll, I'll post them. I'll post them. One of them is going to be, you know, uh, John, maybe not John Cena, maybe like the Hulk Hogan superstar of the year, brother kind of thing. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna veto the Hogan thing. And, okay, gotcha. Uh, let's it was just what came to mind. I don't remember what we named it previously. We're gonna have the four life faction of the year. I mean, Great. we know who should really be winning that. I'm so excited. The point of putting you on a spot for that was to make sure you're staying tuned to the Basement Booker's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. The basement booker's Twitter. It's gonna be on all those things. Rich is gonna make sure to get the word out. Yep, I'm gonna take care of that. So as far as where to find us, Jerry already mentioned the basement booker's Facebook page. I mean, basement bookers on Facebook. Just you know, search it in there. There's a little search engine kind of thing. Uh, Twitter at basement bookers at basement Jared Sariz. Basement bookers at gmail.com. Send us your suggestions, your thoughts, anything you want us to know. Let us know right there. Uh, Instagram, Basin Booker's Pod. And as far as where to find this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, Podbean app, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, Podchaser, Stitcher is also in there. Basically, wherever you can find your podcast, we're on them all. And Chair's got a party message. You've said a mouthful, Excalibur. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the booker. Yeah. You always have to get the last word, don't you? <laughs>